0: Hello and welcome to episode thirty-one. Of Dial your hero clicks. I got the full posse back with me today. What you talking about? I'm your host Hunter Smith. With me today is Austin and Drew Audison. Hey, uh, sorry we had a short podcast last week due to our unfortunate series of events. I wasn't here for it. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but we're back and forth today, ready to discuss this week's clicks news. Um, we're going to start off with the news section, and we're going to start off with the announcement that the slosh gravity feed is already out. I kinda reviewed it last week and went over the ones that I thought were kinda noteworthy. Um I will say overall I liked the gravity oops. I like the gravity feed. It Has some cool pieces in it. And especially uh triplicate girl is really cool. And her ability I was just showing Drew how that works. Um, Triplicate Girl. If you guys haven't got a chance to look at her, she spits out two different um, bystander tokens at the beginning of the game, and they get all the power, any powers or abilities that she can use, and they get her values. And what I was um, saying is really cool about that. Let's read it here. They replace their combat values with Triplicate Girl's current printed combat values. And they can use any powers that Triplicate Girl can use. The cool thing about this compared to some of the other powers that we've seen like Madrox and stuff like that is that they're getting powers she can use. She doesn't have to possess them. So if you give Triplicate Girl say a um, Anger's Hammer or something like that, they will get all the abilities and powers that said Relic or Resource gives her because she can use Charge. She can use Toughness and Regen and everything. So no, That's pretty Hunter, dang
1: awesome. I'm going to interrupt you here. What's that? And I'm going to let you finish, but Science Officer is the best gravity feed from Slosh of all time. I disagree, but go
2: ahead.
0: Very timely reference with our intro song this morning, so uh, thumbs up on that. <laughs> uh, I did mention the Science Officer in the fact that I think he's pretty good for... For well, 45 if you, if you play police a lot, you'll want to pick up a couple of them. They're not amazing, but they are pretty... What I said was they provide a couple things that a lot of police teams either need or don't have one being enhancement you definitely need oh yeah and cheap policemen don't always have running shot and he does have that but he also gets in cap and then outwit and outwit is something that police desperately need quite a bit and
1: see the reason i personally like him is because they're a 45 throw on any team to me I mean, like, um, I could throw them with I could throw two of them for ninety points on the team. Get negative two defense on my targets and plus two damage. I mean, that's that's a steal for ninety points, really, for some of the major like tentpole teams. Mm-hmm. And then of course, if they get hit once, oh no, they're on outwit. But it's a defensive outwit because so they can't outwit defense powers. So you're like, oh, your opponent's not gonna be able to use pinsight this turn, or your opponent can't use this. But.
0: but- Overall, the Gravity Feet's great. There's only one or two, like, stinker pieces in it, honestly.
1: That reminds me, have you taken a look at the trait that the Cosmic Boy Center and Girl Lightning Light have? That's yeah.
0: cool. Yeah, I talked about it last week and how it has potential in the meta. If we get the main set, other Legion pieces that we don't have spoiled yet, and they are pretty good, that can be very useful because you're talking about taking 50-point staple meta pieces like a 50-point Switch or a John Constantine or an Enchantress... Or an Enchantress, and now you make a theme team with them, you know, even though you typically can't.
1: Personally, what I like about it, though, is I feel like that there's going to be a capability to give them... There's probably something involving Legion of Superheroes keyword, and and of course Flight, that giving that to somebody is going to be... Open up, like, there's going to be a can of combos, like a web here somewhere, where someone's going to be like, oh, this power only affects Legion of Superheroes. You're like, oh, that makes it balanced. And you throw one of these on the team and you're like, Oh, all of a sudden this isn't so fair.
0: Yeah, well and it also is particularly with Cosmic Boy, um, since the since his traded character also gets the Legion keyword, they'll be able to qualify for his special leadership um,
1: Yeah, that's leadership what I mean calls stuff too. Like that. Yeah,
0: stuff like that. And the fact that you're also letting pieces that don't typically fly, fly, like Scarlet Witch and Enchantress and stuff like that. So now they can carry characters, whereas they give them even more uh, utility. He's
1: a 70-point figure that gives toughness to adjacent characters, which is nice. Yeah,
0: he's actually one of my favorites out of the... Oh, when he occupies Henry. Never mind. He's one of my favorites out of the Gravity Feed. But anyways, good overall Gravity Feed if you guys are interested in the set. Um, As far as spoilers, we got a couple here. We got Pyro, who's really cool. And I just want to note... You guys that listen all time know that we do dial design contests, and back in October or November, we did a team-based one, and one of our participants, TJ Crawford, or uh, Clixaholics Crawford, who's also TJ, uh, a local player here and friend of the podcast, he basically made this exact bystander token when he designed his pyro and uh, had it spit out flame constructs, and he guessed three of the four powers right, and almost hit the values perfectly on the nose. I think he was off by like one. So that's really cool. Um, This Pyro is from, of course, Days of Future Past. 90 points, Brotherhood, team ability, um, traded Flame Constructs when he has no action tokens and he doesn't already have a Flame Construct out. You give him a free action to place one in an unoccupied adjacent square, and it becomes a bystander as described on this card. The flame construct has charge, poison, no defense, and two exploit. So a charge exploit or a poison. Pretty freaking sick. Oh yeah. And and then he also has sidestep clicks, so you could sidestep over, spit out the token, and then activate poison all before all that, you know, all free actions before start a turn, so you'll get that poison kick in too. And then they can and then the token can exploit. Yep. It's crazy. I
1: like him for ninety points. I feel like his naked defense, though, could be problematic. Um, His third click, he has an 18 defense, though, which is nice.
0: See, I don't have a problem with him not having defensive powers, personally, because he doesn't. I mean, there's a lot of characters that they throw stuff on that they really don't deserve, in my opinion, at least. Yeah.
2: Pyro kind of makes sense, I mean, that he wouldn't have any real, you know, defense powers. Yeah, I mean,
0: even toughness, like, I mean, I guess you could give him toughness, but really, compared to most of the other heroes and villains, like, he's not that tough. Like, he goes down really quick. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with him not having defense powers. He has a lot of um, attack. He's kind of a support slash secondary attacker, which is what you need. Yeah. He's got a running shot and energy explosion with an 11 attack, and he's got six range, two bolts on that. And then he has a three damage enhancement. So he's hitting pretty hard, something, plus something providing enhancement. Enhancement
1: Brotherhood on Magneto, something.
0: Yeah. And then uh, he actually has energy explosion on every single click. And he has good attack values for in the per- first few. And then mid uh, in dial he gets Perp instead of enhancement. So, really cool. Um, another cool addition to the X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, that
1: gravity set. feed's looking real, Or that countertop's looking really good, actually. Like- yep.
0: Um, uh, another kind of noose... Um, Justin Zirin and Alexis Mueller from WizKids did an AMA on Reddit this past week, and um, I thought we could mention some of the particular kind of important questions or interesting questions that were mentioned and the WizKids um, workers' answers. Just real quick. Um, Like the Marvel Vehicles question? to do? Yes. First off... Uh, will there be Marvel Vehicles? They said they've discussed it multiple times, but they don't know exactly... They have no op- official plans on when they would be coming out, but it's always definitely something that Andy could be made a possibility. A joke
1: about
0: a yeah, and he said that particularly, that a helicarrier... And I said would... I
1: wanted to play a helicarrier on the helicarrier, and he's... Of course, jokes floated from that.
0: Um, a couple people were interested if we would ever... If they'd ever do Hero clicks for the Arrow TV show characters, which, again, it seems like there's a lot of um, interest in that show and in those characters being clicked it. and th- that question kind of brought up something that the whiz kids guys mentioned multiple times in this thread is how do they go about deciding who's going to be in what set like what sets they're going to make and kind of the bottom line answer that they gave was it's not always them going to a certain ip and it's not always a certain ip coming to them it's just kind of what happens it just kind of happens yeah. You know, either either they get enough requests from consumers saying we would like this click's or a company comes to them, um, like Yu Gi Oh and says, Hey, we have this awesome idea. We think, you know, these would work well in clicks form and you could we could bring players to your game, you know, stuff like that. Like it's kind of a little mm-hmm. bit of both. And and when people asked what would you suggest we do if we would like certain things clicks, they said um, request it request it from WizKids and request it from the company that you know is involved in whatever IP you're talking about. And
1: then uh, he also mentioned on character choices, there's really two ways they go about it. Either the licensee gives them full rights to just do whatever, and they make the full list, and then they send it off to them, and they're like, this is what we're looking at doing, and then they approve or decline it or make some changes, or it's in reverse, or the licensee sends them a list of characters and says, make these guys into, into things, which we'd heard before that that's how they do the movie characters. When like Iron Man three came out, the Iron Man three creative staff or whatever wrote them out a list of characters and how their powers should be set up, kind of, or what their characters should be like, and then submitted it to them, and then they had to, they made characters based on those descriptions. And that's to...
2: how we got Aldrich killing. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that as opposed to uh, <laughs> as opposed to them having full creative control of picking who does and who
0: doesn't go in the set. Um, one thing I found interesting that they said, um, someone asked them about Heroclix online and if they're happy with how it works and then asked them, are they happy with everything with Heroclix, the Heroclix game as far as gameplay and everything. And the employee said that what a lot of people don't realize is that everything is in place 14 to 18 months ahead of time. So even when they go to put in changes, to either to the gameplay or the metagame or something like that. It takes time for that to get worked into, you know, what's currently going yeah, on. so it,
1: it, they have the wizard's approach. It could be up to a year before we see a silver bullet to something or something like that.
0: And that's kind of obvious, you know, as far as past history. Like we've said on the podcast, and actually like Edward has talked about multiple times on his podcast, where you see something good come out, and then about a year later, you see answers to it. Yeah. And, you know, that's just kind of further answers that theory that we all are, you know, kind of already had. Um, There's also some interest, major interest of WizKids in doing uh, Dungeons & Dragons Heroclix. And they're already planning on doing minis of some type. And they're pretty interested in doing Heroclix. Kind of wanted everybody's answers, opinions on that. Yeah, so
2: uh, if you didn't know, WizKids already does the uh, Pathfinder miniatures. So now you can do both. The, yeah, they got Pathfinder battles out there, so I think that's the engine the D and D minis are going to run on. I yeah, think.
1: probably. I mean, you know what the best part is though? Did you see what they're doing with the attack wing? They're releasing mm-hmm. a Dungeons and Dragons attack wing where you fight with flying creatures like dragons and stuff like that. <laughs> it's going to be freaking awesome! Oh my gosh!
0: Um, let's see if there's any other particular. Um,
1: a couple people asked about con exclusive stuff. He said that they don't confirm or deny rumors like that that they will uh, address them in the coming weeks because they do have an announcement coming forward about the Lanterns and all that stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute
0: too um, in a different section. Um, uh, One thing I found interesting, I said, how did you guys end up talking Iron Maiden into doing clicks of the band's albums? And he said, the owner of NECA, which owns WizKids, knows the guys from the band and their management From when he used to manage the band a long time ago, it was just a cool idea that came up, and we all thought it would be fun to do. So I thought that was kind of interesting. (laughs) There
1: was another, uh, there was another. I can't remember what set it was. Where the owner of Neca once again knew somebody really famous and got a set out of it. Was it the Lone
2: Ranger? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drew's trying to come up with some excuse for Whiskits for making. I'm just saying, man, Lone Ranger. What the? Um. Let's see. Um. Anything in particular? I don't think so. There's a lot of little
1: stuff. Like, if you guys get some time, you should hop over here and read through
0: it. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of couriers talk. There's a lot of uh, a
1: lot of attack wing stuff. Um, a lot of general just. It was honestly a really good AMA. Um, it's easy, of course, like on the. We're a little more critical of WizKids at times, Are but we? it's nice to really sit down and talk to some of the WizKids employees, get some questions answered.
0: Well, Zirin in particular, from what we've seen other people say that have had direct interactions with him, and what I've seen people. Um, share emails and stuff that they've gotten from him, and what I've seen from him on the realms seems to be a very nice. Like I seem to yeah. like him quite a bit. He seems he seems like he really cares about it. You know, hero clicks, and I I seem to remember even a an email and a guy posting a story about like somebody emailing him asking him silly questions about hero clicks and him like answering while at dinner and like <laughs> you, Did, you, yeah I remember yeah that. Yeah, that yeah that was a few remember. months back so it's like. It's obvious the guy actually cares about the game quite a bit and about you know our opinions on stuff. So that was really cool to see. I
1: and then I, I did ask if uh, any of WizKids guys would be interested in coming on the podcast for an interview. They said they're a little strapped on time, and it kind of sucks that um, because they're limited on time, when they do one podcast, they want to do a bunch because a lot of people badger them to be on their podcast once they're on one. But he said if he if anyone in WizKids Kids is interested, they'll ship me a PM. So we'll see the what happens. <laughs> they'll uh, they'll shit
2: you a PM. Huh?
0: Um, another spoiler we got oh, this week from Yu-Gi-Oh is Injection Fairy um, Lily, G- which
2: is might be the weirdest name for a
0: hero clicks ever. But continue. <laughs> uh, this piece is really interesting to say the least. Uh, yeah. Really, um, it's got great qualities and it's got horrible qualities. So we'll talk about it. It's got great qualities. 61 points for the regular figure. She has a traded super serum. Give her a free action. Modify her values by plus 2 until your next turn. When you do, at the beginning of your next turn, deal her 2 unavoidable damage. So that
1: means she has 2 defense to your opponent's turn.
0: Yeah, but still, she's taking 2 yeah. damage. Um, she also has forced injection power. Give her a power action and deal one pin to an adjacent opposing character. That character mods its values by plus one until your next turn. As long as you use that when they already have tokens, you know, you don't have to really worry about that part. The whole injecting yourself to be super beefy, but then taking two at the, you know, that's that's going to be situational, but it's cool to have that option. Yeah,
1: but looking at her dial, she's a flyer five range charge that puts her to twelve five for 61 points. And if you take 2, if they don't kill you the next turn, you're once again a 12-5. And if you take 2 again, now you're an 11-5. And you could charge, and with the plus 2 values, now you're in combat reflexes range. So you're going to be plus 4 defense technically. You could take the plus 1 to your enemy and not really be that big of a deal. So it's really, she's really situational. But I think, like, for her points, her damage output potential, if your opponent doesn't handle her right, or is it's just stupid especially like oh i'm gonna push her onto her second click she's a twelve-five
0: exploit yeah she definitely has potential and it's a really cool figure um i also really liked her trap yeah i was just about to say i think there's there'll be some cool combos with her trap ability it's call of the haunted it costs uh four points when the set character would be ko'd instead roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled on a one to four the character is ko'd normally On a 5, return it to your starting area on its last non-KO click. And on a 6, return it to any starting area on its last non-KO click and then heal it of 1. So for 4 points, having a 33% chance to get it back and keep it alive is pretty dang cool. Especially there's
1: a few figures, that that last KO click is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So, or if you... You combo that with a character that never freaking dies, like a (laughs) ASM Dracula or Solomon Grundy or something like that. um, Manhunter
1: Grandmaster with
0: his free regions for only four points, like that's pretty freaking nice. And
1: then shrinks, not bad too. You give the set character a free action. The set character can use Perplex, but only to modify a character's attack value negative two. Four points for a negative two attack when potentially that's an alpha strike you're negating. I mean, that's
0: pretty damn good. Um, What else we got? So. Yeah, there was rumor that there would be a Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Gravity Feed, Super Booster, but supposedly Ziren got on and confirmed that that was actually an accident and that they had originally planned on doing so, but then have... They decided later that they did not want to do Super Booster. So, from what I understand, there will not be. Yeah, Return it was a misprint of the, of the retailer. Essence. And
2: what's sad is that it. I most people are saying that you know this wouldn't be a good idea, but I'm with Austin what? when I say. People in the realms were all butthurt about it. I'm all, I am severely... I'm just like,
0: saying... Like, I was most, really excited,
1: This actually. is one of the most depressing pieces of Clicks news I've heard. Like, I just
2: most people I've seen in our community and stuff have been like... Yeah, but they're not really Lord of the Rings Clicks fans. Or what, like, every what's time cooler than, the, like, a Balrog? What's or like, cooler than a
1: pirate
0: ship? Like, or a pirate ship. Where like, you get the Corsairs, you get the giant elephant. I was going to say, Sheila. every time a set comes out, I'm like, why didn't they do Balrog? Um. Why didn't they do smog? Why didn't didn't they do well for Return of King? Why don't they do the giant elephants? Like, there's always tons of colossals or colossal or the Ents or something yeah. like that. Like,
1: you could have done Ents, Int generic Shelob. You could have done Balrogs. The Witch King on a fell beast. Uh, a fell beast rider. You could have done the pirate. You could have done a Tower of Sauron. Yes, that's what I wanted. The Tower of Sauron colossal, like the Bat Cave that sits in your starting area. And just starts crap all the way across the map that until does. everyone's dead. That does sound pretty fun. And then a fellowship team base for the hell of it, because that would look sexy on a freaking shelf somewhere.
0: Uh, let's see, what else we got here? We have uh, Black Panther and Danger and Lakong came out this week. Finally. If you guys haven't have seen kids. them yet. Finally. Danger yeah, Danger's awesome. Um, Black Pan- you guys can check them out and see what you think about them, or you may have already received them from your venues like we have. Black Panther is a 100 points wild card. Good keywords. Um, A really cool trait. Once during your turn, another friendly within four squares sharing a keyword. And like I said, he has good ones. Avengers, Illuminati, Martial Artist, Ruler, Scientist, Warrior. Within four squares and shares a keyword can use willpower. That's pretty freaking sex. Yes. It's not even adjacent. It's within four squares. Other than that, he has a lot of either Blades or Precision Strike full dial. A mix of stealth and charge, he has and a special leadership too, and a special leadership for his first three clicks. Empowered leadership outwit when he hits a six on leadership. In addition to normal effects, he removes one from himself, which is sick.
1: Oh God, Hunter, you know what I just realized? I think they're putting enough of the event, enough of the Illuminati on this team base to build an Illuminati team base. Maybe, I mean, Namor can't be attached to the Avengers one though. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah but well, you still kidding. have
1: Black Panther you still have Professor X Oh man please tell me we're gonna talk about the Professor X did that cap
0: have a Luminati keyword I hope not oh. I hope not too I Iron Man that. you're free yeah out. I know Iron
2: Man but sure. actually I think did, I think you might have you better not
1: I'll quit this game. That cap has Illuminati. I will burn down WizKids. Danger
0: is pretty cool, too. 100. She's expensive, though. 150 points. She's a sentinel piece. Robot piece. She's Yeah, she's a robot. Main. She's mainly going to be on your robot team. She has a traded. Island defense systems. When she has one action token, she can draw lines of fire and count squares for range from any square occupied by a friendly robot or vehicle.
1: So she can capture through people?
0: She can use a capture ability, but may not have... More than one captive, so you could keep her in your starting zone, and then do that through, basically drones. Ooh, that you and dodged out. a bullet.
2: Captain I just America re- does not have the As Invaders. I just remember someone saying he, They thought the, Oh no,
0: there was the one on the dial design that did. Oh okay. Lake Kong is my favorite. Lake Kong has. Oh my gosh. Okay. He's a, he's expensive, one hundred twenty-five points. But, but first everybody. of all, he has a new awesome keyword, Kunlun. Hopefully, we see lots more. Kuhn. We need an iron. Yeah. Why
1: didn't that Iron Fist enough iron?
0: Iron Fist subset in a set coming up. That's what I want. Yeah. A sub theme of K'un I want Iron. Maybe Fist. Maybe uh, next one after the rest of the Immortal Guardians. We, uh, huh?
2: The maybe the, the next. Uh, maybe the next set after Guardians. Yeah. The re- the rest of the Immortal Weapons would be awesome.
0: Um, this guy has a really cool trait that kind of feels like Black Panther's, where he's helping the rest of his team. During the beginning of your turn, give Lake a the Thunderer a free action. Choose a friendly character within three squares with the Martial Artist keyword and less points. Chosen character can mod either Attack or Defense plus one for your next turn.
1: Find me a Martial Arts character that isn't good with... There isn't one. They're all amazing with that because the choice of Attack or Defense is... Any Martial
0: Artist has more than 125 Mm -hmm. points. But then
2: you get into his sick
0: movement ability, Hunter. So he has uh, charge Flurry Plasticity and he has Quake... When he does hit characters are also given an action token. So what you Andy has exploit. so you have options here. You can either charge exploit, charge I can flurry. charge, hit you for three, then quake with my second part of my flurry and yeah. give you action token wait, and wait, wait, hit wait, multiple people. You can't quake with a second swing on Flurry. Why can't you? Yeah, you can't. No, you can't.
1: Yes, you can. You can't use an action for Flurry second swing.
0: Yes, you can. We had this argument a bajillion times, Austin. And no, you corrected
1: me on this once before. You can't. Yeah, because it. you were wrong. No. It says you were given a close combat action to make two range or two close combat attacks.
0: Thought you could flurry cooick. Let's see. Flurry gives his character close combat action after after the close combat attack results maybe make a second oh maybe he couldn't. I don't know what I'm thinking. Let me see. Oh, I'm about to say, buddy. Close combat action.
1: Like I know this is one of the classic rules we've discussed many times.
0: Oh yeah, we used to think you could do yeah. that action. Okay, yeah, my bad. That'd be ridiculous. I was getting mixed up in my head. <laughs> um, so you can either charge in exploit for three, charge in quake if you're multiple people to give them all up tokens and do two to each, or he can charge flurry. That's ridiculous. And then um, and then he's plastically he tying them up after that. And then later in his dial, he gets um, sidestep and precision strike, and he, on his last two clicks, he has the charge flurry quake. Or the charge and flurry and precision strike. So flurry precision, precision strike is always fun. Flurry, and then CCE on top of that. Side
2: step and CCE is a really good combo. I love combo.
0: that combo. So really cool figure. He's a little expensive, but he'll be fun to play.
2: No, he's not expensive. He's great. I love him. Oh, he's and endom
0: uh, too. Yeah, we yeah I think
2: he's worth his points. I mean, Mr. Majestic is pretty uh, cool.
0: He is a uncommon. He is the figure Wildcats needed. Two hundred and twenty points uh, flyer with transporter symbol. Traded ignores shape change. When he uses movement attack, he takes minus one instead of minus two. He has improved targeting hindering, seven range, two bolts. So if you're using him as hypersonic, since he has the movement attack, he's only taking the minus one instead of minus two, and whenever he shoots, he's ignoring hindering, so that's nice. You could keep him kind of uh, as a hit and run type of piece. Or you can just go straight running shot energy explosion, since he has 11 attack, five damage. Seven range two bolts, but he is two hundred twenty points, so that's pretty hefty price yeah. tag.
1: But he's a great he's a great tent for those Wildcats teams because they've been missing a really beefy centerpiece. And he also has a really good leadership, or he has well, he has leadership at a high point value. You even. don't think Maul is nice and beefy? Well, Maul's nice and beefy, but he's not like you don't like Warblade. I love Warblade, but
0: neither of them are Mister Majestic. Um, uh, he gets some um, kind of in the middle. He gets super strength and some charge. And then towards the end, he gets two clicks of Psychic Blast. I don't... I, I think he's a little too expensive. I think he's a little too expensive. I too. think
1: he would have been better off at 200. He's okay on the fact that yeah. he ignores Stealth Shape Change. If they
2: would have put him at an even 200. And
1: they basically traded Hypersonic with minus one
0: attack. But, but they, they had to go numbers.
2: and fucking put 20 points in there and just... He's right. a little
0: pricey, but he he's pretty beefy. And he's got good keywords, too. I mean, he's
2: good. He's he got, got in... He's worth his... I think he's...
0: Professor X's card, oh un- my god, card oh. is spoiled.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Hunter, why is it that every fucking Professor X has to be broken? Because he's Professor X, dude.
1: I like how his ignoring hindering is called headmaster. All right, so <laughs>
0: 150 points. Proof targeting ignores hindering. Really awesome trait. When he doesn't have two action tokens, he can use shape change. Really awesome move ability. Actually, this is probably the most broken, awesome <laughs> thing about him. Broken. Professor X can use mind control and is not dealt unavoidable from it. Okay. Opposing characters within range. What? Which we don't know what <laughs> we range don't is. know what the range is yet. We don't have a dial. But re- opposing characters within range, not line of fire either, must be given double power actions instead of power actions. So he has the mock effect or the um, who's a uh, gray Hello. gargoyle Hella and Hella you know effects kind of where they're slowing the opponent's teams down, making them take extra actions. and Except this is way dumber. Like I said, the fact that they don't even have to be line of fire, that he can hide behind people and still have uh, that happen. Of death. I'm just going to park Professor X in his wheelchair in the middle. So, And then he uh, has some psychic blasts and some end cap, and then he has a ridiculous mastermind <clears> too. Mastermind when he does... He can divide the damage dealt between two adjacent friendly characters if they share a keyword.
1: Well, oh, hi, X Men, Avengers,
0: Illuminati. That only covers ninety nine percent. So of if, if they each, have, so if you take
2: two and the each have toughness next to you, yep. you just, yeah. yep.
0: it's stupid. Oh, that's not the only reason he's freaking. Stupid. I know. What about that damage? I love, the this is probably the coolest leadership power I've ever seen. Probably the best. Empower, enhancement, leadership. Oh my god. When gosh. he uses leadership and succeeds, not even hits a six, just a five or six. <laughs> he can remove up to one action token from each adjacent <laughs> X-Men. That's sick. Hunter, you know what's scary
2: about this? If you look at this card closely, all of these are the first things on the list of each of the He yes. has a damage power hey, and it's first. What's that, Hunter? His team base abilities he can be uh. attached to either team base. And, and when uh, he does and gets knocked off, he can use Mind Control as a free action. Yeah,
0: when you solo adventure him, he gets uh, Mind Control for free action. And remember,
2: whenever. he doesn't take damage from Mind Control.
0: Really, really cool. I'm
1: really hoping we get a Black Bolt Illuminati switch clicks in Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, so he's
0: 150 He's 150 points, <sighs> but as long as his values are somewhat decent with these powers, he's going to be really cool, really fun, and probably pretty good. I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's at least got 6 range. And the last thing I want to talk about isn't actually official news. Oh, boy. And we're not going to talk about it very long. Oh, boy.
1: Because we will get into it and spiral for hours. Oh, Over oh nothing, probably. We
0: literally argued on the computer. So, right <laughs> someone on Realms is claiming that a on their Heroclix Facebook group, a WizKids employee told them through email that a couple different things. Um, number one being that Black Lantern and a Monitor is a con exclusive. Number two being that the Spidey team base is a con exclusive. I think we all saw yeah, that coming. Yeah, it's got a WK number on it. Number three, the different care, uh, different colored lantern resources will be con exclusives. That's the biggest blow to That's, the balls to me. Yeah, the next DC set will be Flash base. We kind of assumed and hoped for that to be the case as well now so and i you kind of see the black lantern anti-monitor thing coming too but maybe I, not first of really. all
1: i don't know what the hint they gave though i don't see black lantern anti-monitor fitting that and the anti-monitor was shown at the retailer thing okay here's alliance.
2: the thing about the anti-monitor at the retail if you listen closely the guy does not even specify that it will be a prize but he doesn't listen. He doesn't even specify that. Well, be and a prize. people
0: were trying to tell me that they said that they were going to be the gang things. They never said that. They just he was just on the slide. They just said and because they entered. It's
1: the order of display where usually it's like they, so. What I'm thinking when they show the final grand prize, they always show the gang prize. Or if you line it up,
2: it's going to be around
1: con season. But con season starts here in like two months.
0: I know. April yeah, but they don't right? always have everything at um. They have origins shoe, they had in, Shuma at origins. Right, but they didn't have Trent Sin. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't always have everything yeah. at the first cons. Gen Con, by Gen Con they have everything out. They also don't have all the small cons. They don't they usually have two or three of the six so, or So seven. to
2: me this one seems slightly feasible. I
0: could, I they're could all see very Wiz- feasible.
1: I could see WizKids doing any of this stuff. My problem with this rumor it's is that it's slikers. it's the
0: sources. Exactly. So everybody needs to chill out and quit getting your fucking panties in an uproar over something that at this point is not confirmed as total conjecture. And you know what's funny?
2: And I'm not meaning to call anyone out, but everyone's taking it as kind of fact because I think everyone there is part of that Facebook group. So either this is... A oh gi- man, that,
1: that discussion spiraled
2: bad. So either this is a giga- gigantic Facebook troll group hoax, hoax, troll, whatever...
0: Or, it's bullshit. But we'll see. First of all, I can already guarantee you Spidey teammates is going to be a conic. Yeah, we all all know that. And that there's going to be a Flash set soon. Anyways, we, everybody, I mean, when we did our predictions, that's what we said a bajillion times, everybody else kind of assumes it too. It's been a long time since we got anything Flash. So, those two things... I can definitely see. Black Lantern and a monitor, I have a $5 bet with Phil that it will indeed be a con-exclusive. He says it won't be, I say it will be.
1: What I was going to say, though, earlier is the main reason I don't see it doing that is because at Alliance Open House, they don't show con-exclusive stuff. They show stuff
0: to get retailers interested in the
2: game. Yeah, but they do like to back out of things. They do like to put
0: their... Never mind. We'll keep it well, PG. Yeah, okay. They don't give a crap about anybody except themselves. Yeah, I'm just it, saying... For most of the time.
1: It's easier to go with the record, though, where they've never shown con exclusives at Alliance. They've always shown event stuff. Right. But... I will out.
0: say, if the lanterns, are. different color lanterns, are con exclusives, which I can definitely see happening. Hell, we got a bunch of utility belt items yeah. at Gen Con. And they actually play differently... That, it's not one of those things where, like, I'm going to quit the game if that happens, but that really is going to piss me off. Expect another
1: Gen Con level rant out of us. That is
0: really going to piss me off. It really make me kind of take a pause back and think about continuing to support WizKids. Like, repeatedly doing things like this to fuck over your players. Like
1: I mean, and the thing is, we have access to the con. It's right up the road from us. So even if we're saying this and we're the ones who will probably be getting them... It's still ridiculous to do this. Like, resources and anything like that that has even the slightest potential to go, like, super meta should never be a con thing. Con things should be fun pieces like a knock show or stuff like that. Giving out the utility build item set a terrible precedence that I hope WizKids nips in the bud. They did say <laughs> in that AMA... Ha! <laughs> 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 they did, did say not. in the AMA that they have an announcement coming for it. So we'll see when that <laughs> You happens. know what the announcement's going to be, right? That true. they don't have colored lanterns? <laughs> at all.
2: I think the worst thing is that they haven't denied it yet. But
1: I would rather there not be colored lanterns than have them be con-exclusives. So
0: I feel yeah. like if at least a couple of these weren't true, they would have just flat out already said, yeah, hey, it's, it's not it. true. You Seriously. I mean? like at least but movies.
1: I think the Spidey team-based con-exclusive isn't given. And so but you can just say, say, you know...
2: Like, announce it. I mean, you had this picture up there for eight fucking years. <laughs> Just
1: announce We're, it. We will be knowing. There was that hint on the push to region from the WizKids employee where it's like, bad things come in threes, good things come in sevens about one of the con exclusives. But we don't Watch know it what, be
2: lanterns. But lantern, there's
1: not seven lanterns, there's nine. Yeah, but what
0: there if the eight. other
2: two are included in the... I'm Anyways, so let's get off
0: of this stupid conjecture. Yeah, pressure. true um. that's it for news what well, we played Wednesday we had AVX month 2 for the danger and the Black Panther and the Lake Kung that we talked about um, at Game Preserve it was 500 points Silver Age and the only uh, the only uh, resource you could play is the Phoenix Force with the three the first three uh, shards and also your team had to be all have the keyword of whatever your um, faction is Um, We had some bad weather here, up here Monday, Tuesday, and every day for the last, feels like, an eternity. Um, So, Drew didn't actually make it, but Austin and I played, and Austin belongs to X-Men, I belong to Avengers. Austin, you want to talk about your team? So, I went with the TK Heavy team. I wasn't aware we were going to be locked into
1: the ABX Month 2 maps, um, which kind of would have probably changed what I played a lot. Um, basically, the ABX Month 2 maps are Latvia and, uh, Grap- right. Wakanda. Latveria. Oh, Latveria. sorry. I've been listening to Latvia potato jokes for the last week between me and Aaron, so it's a little, got me a little mixed up. Um, Latveria is cool. It's a lot of blocking terrain. It's a really cool setup. I really, I mean, like, this is one of my favorite maps to come out recently. I hated it for the team I built. And Wakanda's kind of the same way. Wakanda was not a friendly map for my team. Um, my team had the full tuner point Magneto from the ABX starter kit, um, Marvel Girl from DC, or in Marvel 10. Um, she's like a, what, 70, 60, 54 point? 54. 54 point support TK with X-Men team ability. And then, uh, um, the Gambit from Wolverine the X-Men, the really awesome one that throws objects for way too much damage. Oh yeah, and a long shot and then I ran the Phoenix Force with all three objects um, the way I set it up was uh, um, the Colossus Shard was on Magneto so I could choose Invil or Invincible that's something we actually ran into today that listeners should know if you have Invincible and another redu- and a Reducer you cannot use them both it's one or the other. You can't you, use them both in the same step. In the
0: same step. In, yes. the, in the same action, actually, basically.
1: So, like, if someone hits you and then they have an action after-action resolve take one damage, they then you could choose it. a different one. Correct. But all in one attack, you pick one or the other. Um, I will, I love that option on Magneto because it meant that in order to get through me, they would have to pick at least three damage. Or t- deal at least three damage. Because if they dealt two, I would choose Envil and then it would be negated. If they dealt... Um, whatever. If they dealt three they would actually get through both invincible and nimble for one damage well um i also ran a uh my team setup was kind of like a pulse wave setup i wanted to tk magneto out get a pulse wave tk him back to support and safety over and over again um i was uh, intending on using a map with a lot of elevated and playing the cliffs to my advantage did not get that opportunity um my first round was against a general x-men team that had a lot of figures on it he was running the Quentin choir that TKs like three people at once um, and like Archangel and stuff um, Gambit did God's work that game I mean those object those objects hurt and he was blasting like five splash damage on everyone throwing objects um, running shot throwing objects was great um, second game was against Hunter. <laughs> and Hunter could not hurt Magneto to save his life at first. Um, Hunter was running... Well, I'll, I'll let him explain to his team when he gets into it, but I'm tired of seeing AVX Spider-Man across the table from me. I see him, on average, between the six games a week I play, probably three times a week um, for the last, like, month. I'm so tired of playing against him. Um, he got he got work done against Magneto with some heavy, heavy hits. Um... My last game was against a full AVX Thor, Chaos War Hawkeye, uh, Chaos War or not Chaos, yeah Chaos War Scarlet Witch I think, and uh, Sharon Carter, which uh, gave me some problems. Um, that uh, I moved up improperly and I got hit really hard by Thor right out the gate, um, and then Magneto kind of got crippled from there. I couldn't get a good line of fire to Pulse Wave just Thor or just one figure, and that really screwed with me. And that Hawkeye copying uh, Hawkeye copying Mystics was a little problematic because I couldn't really blast him without risking knocking myself off my good values. Um, overall for the night, I went 1-2. I really was not happy overall. I did get my Danger, though, so um, I'm going to have fun playing that Danger with all the new Sentinels on
0: Days of Future Past. Um, I played Avengers I had. I also designed my team for a specific map that I wasn't able to use. Um, I designed it for the month one, the Wonder Girl Wonder Mountain or map, the I, the snow one, which Goldenheim we'll, too, which we'll be talking about here in a few minutes on our main topic. But um, my I've, I've again, like Austin said, I've ran into matches against Spidey several times in the last few weeks and had trouble with them every time. Particularly the one match that I lost, the only match that I lost against them, really. Or no, I went That was it. last AVX, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, uh, last year on last AVX was him on the Wondergore map, and you can't do anything about him. I mean, you can't tie him down because there's so many elevation changes and stuff on that map. So I was like, I've been wanting to try this Spidey for a long time. I praise sung his praises when we previewed the AVX kits. I was, you know, I talked about how good he was and how I wanted to play him, but I still haven't played him yet. So I'm gonna play him. I'm gonna play him on that map. I'm gonna build with a lot of um, pluses so that I can get map choice and then I'm going to play some other figures that take advantage of that particular map so I chose some flyers uh, particularly Fear Itself Hawkeye another piece I've been wanting to try um, and the fact that he has flight and the end cap. You've
2: never played Fear Itself Hawkeye? No. I played two of them in one
0: week Uh, Wasp Wasp is one of my favorite (laughs) figures uh, especially Avengers figures but favorite figures period she's She's so good she also has a flyer. And then Smokey Foot Cap, who is a figure I've <laughs> played against a million times, <laughs> but never actually used. And he would be perfect for that map, because he would ignore yeah. every bit of terrain without worrying about retaliation. Yep. And I also had particular enhancements if I pushed certain people to buff up Cap's damage to blast people. And then I had 50-point Scarlet Witch and 33-point Donald Blake for support and also, again, to get as many pluses towards map as I could. But then I was told we couldn't use certain maps, so the lap various side of that map wasn't too bad for my team though, um, at least not for cap and not too bad for Spidey not, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as advantageous. Yeah. It as took basically the other a map. couple
1: of movement off your hypersonic. yeah
0: and it well it made me more vulnerable than the yeah. mountain map would have been, but it still wasn't it wasn't too bad. so I hit the you know my plan of having a bunch of pluses to theme team and getting map worked. I did get map every round. And I would have um, Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch... Or um, Hawkeye and Wasp, in Cap, any of the people who would give Spidey problems. And then with Spidey, I can run around, do his movement attacks, smack people in the face with objects, and make him and not worry about pushing him because Donald Blake can heal him back up. So that's exactly what I did. Um, Each round, I... First of all, Hawkeye and Wasp both have special end cap powers. And um, Wasp has two bolts. She hits you with end cap, and then after she deals one penetrating to each figure. Hawkeye uh, has triple bolt sharpshooter end cap. And then afterwards, he rolls a 50-50 and has a chance to deal uh, one damage each for each action token that the figures have if he hit them with end cap that turn. So I would go with Wasp first, give him the token and the one pin, then hit him with Hawkeye when they have when they get two tokens and then give him two damage. Um, the only match I really had a lot of trouble in was Austin's at first. because My first match was pretty easy. Um, it, nothing really in particular to say about it. The second match was against Austin who had Magneto. I did not play the Phoenix Force because, again, I put Donald Blake in there instead to heal up um, Hawkeye who has the stop click and Spider-Man who needed to push. So, I was like, I'd rather have Donald Blake in plus one to map than play the Phoenix Force, especially with it only having three things out so far. So, um, I didn't play it. I have no comments on it yet about how good it is, but we will talk about it in the future.
1: Uh, Actually, that is one thing I forgot to talk about.
0: The Phoenix Force itself, um, it's
1: very versatile in regards to how you set it up because of those shards. You can give people a lot of really good tools. Colossus Shard, by far, I can already tell is going to be the best shard on there. Oh, yeah. Um we had talked about it before but it it was ridiculous. Toad City coming soon. Uh, Toad City. <laughs> but the problem with it is that you can't play a pigeonhole team like I did where my team was mostly ranged with it because there are a lot of melee choices on there but there's a lot of good mix between things. So you kind of you kind of need to run a good a good mixed team with it because in my game against you for instance I think for the clicks I was on the entire game pretty much were all melee-based, so I really wasn't getting a lot of good bonuses outside of stat bonuses. And it kind of screwed me over sometimes when, like, Magneto would turn off of combat reflexes or something, and I'd turn on to flurry blades when I'm not in melee range of anybody. Um, Overall, the rule of thumb is if you're running that thing, pick at opponents, um, try to kill weak figures, and skyrocket down the thing. My first game, I got down on Invincible on the first dial, and all three of them had Invincible... And it made it almost impossible for my opponent to do any damage. It was just so ridiculous. Um, it, it's a really good resource. If you're playing against it, try to drop it really fast, or try to drop your opponent fast. Don't give them the chance to move up it. Um, however, if you're playing it, that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to get it down dial as fast as possible. Um, it's pro- There's times it's probably better to one-shot a weak figure that's kind of helping
0: over taking a pot shot at a big figure. Um, all my opponents had it, and I was kind of trying to figure out how I wanted to handle it. Uh, against Austin's team, at first I wanted to end cap and just slowly whittle them all down in fear of making somebody in particular like too powerful. But what I decided to do was just go ahead and just smash um, his his character. Since I was running an end cap heavy team, I wanted to continue to take advantage of the actions. And so the best way to do that would be to kill off characters and take away his options. And that's exactly what I did. So I went... The only real threat to Spider-Man in particular was going to be Magneto because he has Pulse Wave. Yep. And he wouldn't have to deal with my Shape Change. So mad I screwed that up. He would have been dead right there. wouldn't have to deal with the three things that I was depending on for defense. Shape Change, Mystics, and Traded Super Senses. So what I decided to do was to end Magneto and have Spidey tear up the rest of the team, which he did. I killed uh, Gambit pretty quick because um, Austin forgot that for- yeah. that Cap can hit Gambit even if he's Stealthed. God, so I lined up my enhancements and perps, smacked Gambit off of Stealth, and then finished him off. Um, Longshot went down next. And then I kept incapping Magneto, like I said, I end-capped... My, my strategy was end-cap the figures that can give Spidey trouble and then um, let Spidey run around and bust everybody else up. Magneto had Invul and Invincible. Invincible. The pro, it, What makes it even better is actually specifically against two particular characters on my team, Wasp and Hawkeye, because, like we said, after the action resolves, you could switch your option. So Wasp hits him with Incap and typically if you have two tokens and you get hit with Incap you take one penetrating for the action token. Well or for having two tokens and then getting hit, well he can just choose invincible and take none. Then after actions resolve, he takes one penetrating from Wasp thing. He can just choose invincible. When Hawkeye hits you again, he already had two tokens. I hit him with end cap, that's one penetrating, not one unavoidable. So he gets to choose invincible and not take any. Then I roll the dice, and even if I roll, yeah, action resolve, I roll and I hit my roll, and typically he had to take two damage, but then he can choose invol and not take any damage because it's after action resolve. So I kept hitting him and slowing him down, but I couldn't hurt him. Corey had the best name for it. It's basically like in fighting games, it's called an option
1: select, where no matter what comes, you have one of two options to kind of solve the problem. And that's why I really think people, I don't want to say people are sleeping on the Colossus Shard, I think people really need to pay attention to it. Make sure you know if your opponent sets that thing across from you, who the Colossus Shard is on, or if it's on the base. Because it is a big deal. Make sure like, you announce your penetratings and everything
0: against that character, because your opponent will try to pull a fast one on you. Um, so, I couldn't hurt him. <laughs> and well, even though I was busting people up, I couldn't hurt Magneto. So, Austin had Pulse Wave Spidey successfully, but Spidey was still alive, so I ran him back to Donald Blake, healed so him up. So mad about that! I thought Longshot
1: had Precision Strike, so I running shot and went to shoot Spidey, which would have killed him, huh. and ends up he doesn't have it on top dial. However, I did have hey, Charge. He no, he has an empty attack power on top dial. Oh yeah, but he I did have charge. I had Charge Blades on the Phoenix Force, so I could have just charged Spidey and killed him instead.
0: But he went for the running shot. I uh, went for the running shot, and he had super senses. And so Spidey get gets his 50-50 super senses oh, on the range. Oh, so mad. So I ran Spidey back to Donald, healed him up. While he's taking the time to heal up, I just keep capping Magneto, pumping all my perps and probs into attack just so I can keep Magneto tied up with tokens. And then once Spidey got healed up, picks up an object, hits for five, but Magneto invincibles that to two. But taking that twice while staying tokened, yep. Um, the tokens were what bad. started killing me was I, yeah. I
1: couldn't do anything and having just like one big piece carrying most of my damage at that point when he's literally locked down <laughs> turn after turn after turn
0: my third match was really hard too my opponent had Nightcrawler and oh shit who all do he have Nightcrawler, yeah, have Longshot, the- AVX, Cyclops Jean Grey um, I thought he had Gravity Feeding Jean Grey no didn't have Gravity Feed, Jean Grey um I'm forgetting somebody. I'll think of it in a second. But um, <clears throat> I saw that he had a TKer and he had Nightcrawler. So I look at the map. I'm like, well, he can hit me in my starting zone. So I don't want to give up first round immunity. And then I noticed, I counted out Nightcrawler squares and noticed that he ignores everything when he moves. I was like, he can reach me without TK on this map. So what I'll do is I'll move out Foot. I'll position my dudes, I'll put Scarlet Witch bay in the back corner, and I'll move out Smokey Foot to this certain area. And if he comes after Smokey Foot and hits, first of all he's gonna to have to hit at eight. And then I'll think I'll have Scarlet Witch probed back to that square where he thinks she's you know, he won't notice her. And sure enough that's what happened. He comes up, rolls the eight, Scarlet Witch probs from way back in the corner with a weird line of sight, but it lines up. And I surprised him with the prob. He hit the 8 again. I was like, well, son of a bitch. I'll theme team prob with uh, cap. Theme team prob with cap. He hit the 8 again. So he did successfully hit my cap. And took him over, dropped him, finished him off. I was like, well, that, shit. My <laughs> plan backfired. Like, he hit an 8 three times in a row. So I thought I was going to lose. What I ended up having to do was run my guys around the outside of the map. Slowly end cap um, people, particularly Nightcrawler, and just kind of whittle them down. I, I wanted to. I know that Nightcrawler. I've played him enough to know that if you can hit him for about three clicks, he loses his um, capture, like hit and then drop use power. So I managed to finally knock him off of that, and then I just slowly picked the rest of the team apart. On the Latveria map, though, Cyclops is really good because he yeah I figured he would be. He shoots blocking, and there's tons of blocking in that yeah. map. So I can't hide from him. And he's killed my cap, who usually you can't hide from. So he hit Hawkeye to stop clicks, but didn't tie him up or finish him off. Hawkeye flew back to Donald Blake, got healed full. And then um, he 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 hurt Spidey pretty bad. I rushed Spidey back to Donald Blake and healed Uh. full. The turning point in the match was about midway through. And I feel like I made a good decision because it all paid off. There was a point where we both were pretty beaten up. He may have, he was probably slightly in the lead. And I had his Cyclops and my Spidey next to each other. And I had Flurry on Spidey. Yeah. And I could easily kill the Cyclops. But if I did, I'd have two tokens and Longshot could retaliate. And um, I think Cyclops could have hit me the turn after. So I was like, I could finish his Cyclops off now and take the lead in this match and hope that I don't get shot and killed, and make him take Mystics. Or I can run away, because Spidey ignores characters, run back to Donald, take time and heal up, and leave Wasp by herself, with Wasp and Scarlet Witch by themselves, for a minute, while Spidey gets healed up. And basically, I'll be at a disadvantage now. But later in the game, I'll be at the advantage. So that's what I decided to do. I played it safe, ran Spidey back, healed him up, Scarlet Witch barriered, I put Wasp in Hindering, and then Perplexed or Defense. So now you have a Wasp with Super Senses, plus one Defense from Hindering, plus one Defense from Perplexed from Scarlet Witch, and plus one Defense from Range for being Tiny Size. So I have a 20 Defense Super Senses sitting in the Hindering, and then Scarlet Witch with Prob to back her up. And they kind of delayed the game long enough for Hawkeye and Spider-Man to get healed up and then rush back in. And then from there I kind of cleared them out. Phoenix, I didn't really want to kill because she heals everybody, so I managed to save her for last. Knocked her off of Hypersonic. Oh, that's who he had, Dark Phoenix. That's the gene you're thinking of. Yeah. (laughs) He had 100-point Dark Phoenix. I knocked her off of Hypersonic, and then I was like, well, I'm not worried about her now, because what's she really going to do? She didn't have move attack at all. She just had TK, so... Knocked her onto that, saved her for the end of the match, and then killed her right before last action. I ended up getting first place in the whole thing and, and had a pretty fun day, so... It was a really good team better than I usually build I've been playing in cap teams a lot lately I think that's kind of my strategy of choice now I'm just beginning to hate it just because it's very control and it's very frustrating on your opponents very. Um, and you just kind of try to make them crack before you crack you know try to mentally kind of throw them off balance a little bit and that's I, that's kind of my thing um, today we had best build
2: Yes, we did.
0: And we did record a couple matches. I'm going to try to process them and get them on our One YouTube channel. One of them channel. is not this... worth watching, and I'll get into that later. <laughs> One of them on, a, uh, on our, our YouTube channel. Um, the build was our kind of Valentine's Day build. I didn't want to do guys and girls like everybody always did. I wanted to do something a little different. So I went with, on your starting click, your figure must have a red or a pink power. And... Uh, We had three teams, we picked three teams out of about 30 submissions from you guys. Our finalists were, did I write them down? I'll pull them up here while we talk about the teams. Um, My team was Bane from uh, all Arkham Origins pieces. Bane, two Bane thugs, and uh, Deadshot from... Arkham Origins. And I, we got like three or four teams that were Bane and Bane Thugs and something else. And I originally picked one that had three Bane Thugs and I changed it to Deadshot because I've been wanting to try him too. So, and then it was a, a Worker Spider and uh, Book, I think. So, the strategy with this team was play on the um, X-Men map that's um, on the alien ship and it's like a yellow floor with elevated on each side down, down the map. And I noticed that Deathstroke has Stealth, and he ignores Stealth. So what I would do... Or not Deathstroke, Deadshot. So what I would do is give Deadshot Greathos hammer so he has giant size, so that A, he ignores hindering on movement, and he can hop from hindering to hindering and shoot, line up his shots better, and see people who are hiding from him on the sides. And so that he would have... um, ignores elevated too. So if I needed to all of a sudden rush up to the top to hide from somebody, you know, I could do that and then yeah. take, still take a shot. And so I'm staying through, st- I'm staying in stealth myself, but I'm also shooting people who are in stealth. And, um, he has the traded. If you shoot one person, you get prob or you can shoot two people and get your energy explosion off. Well, typically the, I would have tried to keep him still use RCE put it both on damage and then save the prob since I'm putting both on damage but with hammers and a 13 or a 14 attack why not you don't really need the prob why not aim at two people energy explosion each you know on each section and do lots of damage and spin the book mind you too because for each person that takes damage you're spinning the book that's what I ended up doing and it turned out excellent and then I was giving Bane um, Anger's hammer because I saw he had two stop clicks at the end and on his stop clicks he gets better I was like, I'll give this mug some steel energy, and then even if they hit him to a stop clicks, I'll just drop hammers and heal them back up. Yeah, yeah, and man. you're going to keep on hitting them on a stop clicks and making them stronger oh, and I stronger. I was talking about. So, and then the two Bane Thugs, I was giving um, great thoughts, or um, um, some running shot here and there, or just whatever they needed at the moment. I gave them running shot in the first game, and it actually came in really handy because they kind of don't really expect... they. If you don't pay attention to what hammers I'm giving him, like even though I say the name, like you see the little Bane thug and you see he has charge and you're like, okay, he's going to charge me and he has no range. And you forget that hammers give minimum four range. Yeah. So I would just use them to either run up, take shots, or they have him empower- power. I would run them up next to Bane and he'd smack the crap out of somebody. Or I'd use them to tie up, which is what I did against Austin. Um, first match, and I have two assassins, which when you play the assassins, you... Pick a character for that particular assassin. You, if you kill them, you get an extra like fifty, yeah, fifty points.
2: Uh, and I, yeah. they
0: each get fifty. So if I get both of them right, then I'm getting an extra 100 points. And both of my game, I took the first round by, and then both of my last two games, I got um, both of my targets and got an extra 100 points on each match. So that was really awesome. And the I'd say the the best figure was, I don't know, Bane and Deadshot are both really sick. I highly recommend anybody plays... And Shiva, when I played her last week, she was really sick. The Arkham Origins set is, is seeming pretty good. Yeah. Now, those are three of the ones that we said were kind of the best ones out of it, but still, they were absolutely excellent pieces, and I, I do recommend you guys try them um, if you haven't yet. So far, I haven't last, lost a match with any Arkham Origins piece, so... Um, Really liking the set, and really liking those figures in particular. They're expensive, but they deal out quite a bit of damage. Against Austin, I noticed that he had the Iron Man who sees through stealth, the 001. So he, my dead shot strategy wasn't going to work, and I couldn't get out far enough to get hammers without him shooting me turn one. So I basically accepted that he was going to shoot me. Yep. And there's nothing I could do about it, but I would live, and then I could retaliate. So that's what I did. I He hit me for five, I think, four or five. And then, but of course, Deadshot lived. He went on to Running Shot, Psychic Blast, Perplex. And then um, that gave Bane and the Thugs enough time to get hammers. So I dropped a hammer on Bane, rushed a Thug up to tie Iron Man so that Deadshot had time to pick up a hammer. And um, the Thug kind of slowed Iron Man down long enough for me to blast Austin and get kind of caught up with him. Oh, also, Austin rolled a six on regen, so it basically all of that went to not. But it didn't matter because by the time that Austin regened and then cleared, Bane, Big Daddy Bane was coming up with Anger's Hammer and flooded three characters, and then every turn I'm Quake, Worker Spider taking action, Quake, next turn, free Quake. Worker Tiders, spider take an action quake like I was. You
1: probably <laughs> healed like I don't know ten clicks on that freaking. <laughs> and I was back, just and I
0: just was quaking like, all day. I mean,
1: I had Gamora and I flurried him for freaking three and then three and then you're like Er, right back.
0: Yeah, and I finally got to use his rocket, which was awesome because he had Spider Woman left in stealth, and I didn't get to use the rocket the first game. This game I saw it. I saw that you ignore hindering, so I ignored her stealth, and he had super senses, but Bane has precision strike.
1: And he gets RCE. And he gets he RCE
0: it. when he uses the rocket launcher, so, uh, so he he, I just blasted her. <laughs> it was awesome. Bang was a blast, man. I liked, ah, okay. I, liked <laughs> my te-
1: I liked my team. I just wish it had hammers instead of built.
0: What was your team on? My
1: team was the 001 Iron Man at half dial. Um, he has a pretty short dial at half dial, though. He's got, I think, five or six clicks. Um, and he's got regen halfway into it, but he goes invul, toughness, regen, invul, toughness, regen, I think. Um, it was the Chaos War Spider Woman, is it main set or gravity feed?
0: Gravity feed,
1: I think. It's the one that picks whether
0: she is yeah, Hydra gravity. or uh, Shield. She's really good for 55 points. I like her for 55 good points. Good tie-up, good damage, actually, um, for 55 points.
1: Black Widow <laughs> from the uh, Fear, so. Fear Itself set, and uh, Gamora.
0: Secret Invasion go more. Secret Invasion The Mora. best one. That's, oh, she's really good at the top for of her health. points. She's, she's stupid. Her whole dial for her points is just nuts. Yeah, up. she's
1: got, like, exploit for most of her clicks. She's got willpower. Good she she gets
0: flurry with, a lot. She gets outwit sometimes. Lots of, blades. Lots of reflexes. She's um, great. She's one of the best tie-up melee pieces.
1: So, the team idea that I went with was, whenever I won Map Roll, which I won in my first two games, I went with uh, Realm of Death, of course, my classic map, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Um, I've played this map so much it is literally falling apart every time we fold it. He's it, not kidding. It breaks more and more. I need to actually order a new one now. Um, I probably play this map almost... I played a lot. I played at least once a week for sure, sometimes twice a week. Like in actual bring it with me and play it. Um, the uh, The setup was, depending on what side my opponent picked, I would go farther in the maze in the center, set up everything, and I would shield enhance Iron Man to shoot nine out. Um, my opponents typically weren't aware of the fact that she, of I kind of one of the things I kind of like about that Spider Woman is that she has kind of hidden shield, and it's easy for your opponents to forget she has it because of that. And once again, it comes down to what your opponent doesn't know. But you know the game, I declared she had shield. Opponents just wouldn't notice it as the game went on. Um, set her next to Iron Man. Um, he would have nine range, ignoring all the walls in the maze, while my opponents are trying to work their way in. And then boom, I would just shoot through one wall and blast somebody for five damage right out. And then afterwards, I would outwit whatever their offensive capability was, so they couldn't blast me back through it as easily. Um, Gamora and Black Widow would like f- sneak around through the out or through the outside of the maze. And once my opponents are kind of preoccupied with Iron Man, they would charge and just smack the crap out of them. First game was against a full AVX Magneto and Magic um, from the Phoenix Five Magic. Um, With Phoenix Force Resource, Um, he kept Colossus on the base to give them both invul, which is really good. Um, Black Widow and Gamora went up on magic and wrecked her. Like, I was rolling fives on my blades all day. Um, That Black Widow is really good. I miss her having Scotty's hammer, though, because what makes her absolutely perfect is her with Exploit. Um, but she's really good. Um, good charge range. She's a flyer. She carried Gamora here and there. Um, Magic got a lot of poison damage off of me though, and weakened them both immensely. Um, Iron Man got some great pot shots on that Magneto. Uh, Magneto managed to kill Iron or kill Spider Woman really quick actually, and then finished off Iron Man shortly afterwards um, when Phoenix when the Phoenix Force dial granted him hypersonic down dial a little bit, um, and then he just mopped up the last two. Um, Second game was against uh, Phoenix Force Magneto or not Magneto Phoenix Force I want that piece though I want that to be a piece um, Phoenix Force Cyclops and M from Wolverine and the X-Men at Half Dial um, It was another tentpole team set up where you have two powerful figures plus the Phoenix Force resource I expect him to see a lot of those in the future um, Basically he moved up on Iron Man not knowing I could shoot through walls I enhanced up I blasted Cyclops really hard I ran Black Widow and Gamora up and finished off Cyclops with some High Blades rolls and then went after uh, um, M. Um, That that game ended really quickly. Um, The thing about that Gamora that's kind of ridiculous is she gets Blades exploit on a few points and it's stupid good. We'll get into Blades exploit. (laughs) Third match was against Hunter and Hunter already recapped it pretty well. I positioned myself to where I was trying to slow down his hammers a little bit to push on him, give him some pressure. Um, utility belt overall for the whole thing wasn't as useful as I would have liked it to be. Um, the combat value modifiers weren't as helpful on Black, on, uh, not Black Widow, Spider Woman, because Spider Woman herself doesn't have, she's like a 10-3 on top dial and drops to like a 9-2 immediately. Um, overall though, her lack of range and everything meant that all these combat value modifiers were usually going to waste. Um, then I got... I had Iron Man position, shielded him, shot dead shot for a huge hit. Hunter just full ran Bane up while I was tokened. Um, <laughs> and then just started dropping <laughs> hammers for quakes. You crit one quake. No, I didn't. I thought you did. Maybe that was my. F-
0: no, I didn't crit it.
1: I thought someone crit a quake. To I would
0: remember me. a crit, Austin. They come few and far between for me.
1: Oh no, it was Jay critting his pulse wave <laughs> with Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. No, um,
0: I, I had the pacing down on our match where. Even it, even after your region, I knew I would get to move up Bane without you being able to retaliate, so I was like, Bane's going in. And seeing it's... what
1: sucked is when Bane had Precision Strike, Black Widow really had no defense against it, so all, she hit, took every single one of those quakes, and he healed from every single one of those quakes. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was painful. Um, mm-hmm. That Bane is a bit ridiculous with Anger's Hammer. Um, mm-hmm. I think some anti-relic stuff would shut him down pretty easily, though. Um, lots of poison would definitely shut him down. Well, Anger's Hammer gets toughness. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> Overall, I went 1-2 again. It has not been my week by any means. Um, I like the team. I think a little bit of tweaking would have been better for it. Um, just, just
0: a quick note. Austin's team was from Bainanners, which is a really cool name, uh, on Gmail. And my team was CB Hawk, also from Gmail. Mm. And then, Drew, you played Stand Up Man's. Or as I called him in the video, Steve, I don't know. <laughs> and his team was AVX Cyclops at 100, GSX Emma Frost. Had you played her before? No. Did you like her? We'll get into it. She's pretty efficient. We'll know. get into it. AVX uh, Wolverine <laughs> at 75, and then uh, W uh, Wolverine and the X-Men Colossus, uh, the 100-point version, Fear Self Asgardian Warrior, and then Book with how many hammers? Okay, 6 hammers let's ahead. start this off.
2: Correctly. Real
1: quick, is your backpack in here? Because the ABX will be reminded. Me. I've been looking for the bastard. I'm trying to find his card.
0: Yeah, it should be. In here. Is this the time? Or it might be? be out. No, Anyways, no, I'm sorry you were interrupted, Drew. It's okay. I mean, There's some awesome. rude people. I've got a, a
2: burning question to drive me mad. All what? What? I could probably answer. No, his
1: card will come that. up just on go, here. No, it doesn't. Why wouldn't that? Because he doesn't have the team-based thing on there.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Pussy, Drew. I'm so sorry that there are rude people in this room.
1: This you guys. Oh, no. I'm just going to go out here and totally, not inconspicuously look for your backpack. How was the team?
2: What an asshole. <laughs> Let's talk shit about
0: Austin. <laughs> yeah, we do that to his face. Anyway. I know, I know,
2: good point. Okay, so the team was pretty good. He designed a pretty good team. We got there, and uh, Hunter Smith, much to my chagrin, because I hadn't gotten to play it yet, Failed to bring this team was originally designed with the power plant
0: and eight rings. We had to modify it at the last second due to unfortunate uh, circumstances. But the good thing about the team was it was already a mix of like range half yeah. range half attack. So book and hammer kind of both or a book and um, power plant kind of both. I helped think power plant
2: would have been slightly better, but it's okay. I'll get into it. I'll get into it. my first game. uh was pretty easy. I went up against the team Austin mentioned earlier, the Cyclops and the M. And, uh, yeah, I kind of. He, uh, he got really cocky, I think. He, I shot. Uh, I set out Cyclops to bait. And, uh, boy, did he take that bait. And, uh, he got in charge range of both Wolvie and, uh, Colossus. So they both ran over. And they just had a good old-fashioned, you know, corner beatdown.
0: <laughs> it was literally like... Let's talk about that Emma, because... Emma is really... she. She's from uh, the giant size yeah. X-Men. This is the old version, not the new version.
2: If you want a ranged Emma... Um, she's really good. I've played her a whole lot, actually. She is insanely sick, I'm not going to lie. Um, she st- her top click is where it's at, though. Running Shot... Psychic Blast, Super Senses, Enhancement, Eight Range, Mute Brotherhood Team Ability, X-Men Team Ability. She's got X-Men keywords so I was playing an X-Men theme team.
0: Good design. It's main the, the best thing about her, she only has one clicker of move and attack, but it's the fact that she has Eight Range, which is very good nowadays especially. With the Psychic Blast and um, Enhancement so that she's helping the rest yep. of your range guys. And then the Psychic Blast, of course, on top of that. Or the Super sensitive. Yeah, because that Cyclops needs... Give her Noel's
2: Hammer and she becomes an unstoppable force of destruction. Yep. <laughs> Cyclops clears the way with his, you know, blocking terrain and then you just mop up. Which He's, is
0: how it should be. Emma and Cyclops should be yeah. sick together. Gene plus um,
2: Scott forever. That Wolverine... Um, Seventy-five point Wolverine from Avengers versus X Men. I'm mm-hmm. sad I found his card. He doesn't get both team bases.
1: I didn't
0: think he did. Um, uh, top dial charge blade exploit. That's all you need to know. For that's sure. seventy-five. This points. is
2: this is the gambling man's Wolverine. Right? <laughs> yeah. You are never not gonna blades. Yeah, he only has two damage. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, and uh, he does have um, does have Indom uh, though.
2: Yeah, his Indom, his blades. He has two damage. He has exploit and charge. That's all you need to know. And ignores hindry too. Yes, ooh, which is really good. Um, my second game was up against. Uh, was was the first team even? That doesn't sound like a lot of points. He yeah. was. He was. Thir- he was
0: about twenty three points under. No, that doesn't help either. Yeah, because I was gonna say M plus the. Phoenix. Yeah, it wasn't a full was three fifty. Like so and on. then
2: my next game. Was up against uh, Black Panther from ABX, Storm from uh,
0: Wolverine X-Men team base.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a cute team. Yeah, and uh, it was, and we will get into that. And uh, Bishop from uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. Now it's
0: just creepy.
2: Yeah, there's weird (laughs) three ways going on here.
0: Is he going Um, for an African-American comic book theme? I I don't know. It was Walter, so...
1: Bishop and Storm were a couple for a short period of time, weren't
0: they? Yeah,
2: that's what he said he was going for. I don't know. Anyway. Didn't
1: dreadlock, so...
2: Once again, Cyclops was perfect bait. This time he didn't die, though. (laughs) Instead, Colossus died. But, uh... Like... I, I made short work of his team. Like, I just... Like, Emma and Wolvie and... Just whenever you hit a six blades with exploit, you just know that you're the man.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't know what that feels like. True, it's just—I'll take your word for it.
1: Hunter has to play at least five problems. You've, gotten, gotten, you've gotten the six blades. I have, have blade.
0: hit it. I'm sure I've hit it at once or twice in my life. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It is. A good it's feeling. a really good feeling. Rolling six on blades, period. Yeah, or just, even five. I yeah, I hit five. is just. Yeah. I hit
1: five all day today. Well, was... so
2: that's because you're Austin Smith, anyway. <laughs> my third game wasn't even fair for me. <laughs> I went up against Harry, and Harry, I know you're listening, and I know you're gonna be my my new buddy to GP because it just moved. But Harry, what? Fuck, man. <laughs> he was playing Invincible Iron Man 1. Iron Man. <sighs> he was playing two Shield Snipers. And I can't even remember her name. Um, it was the chick that gives other Shield members... Jerry and Carter. Sh- no, plus one. Victoria Hand. Victoria Hand. Um, this team wasn't even fair. He shoots through everything. He... It doesn't matter. He, okay, he had the Phoenix Force Resource dial on him. And they had sidestep. This guy had seven... Is a shard that gives sidestep?
1: No, on the dial there's sidestep at a, quite a few places.
0: Oh,
2: okay, sorry. Especially so, since
1: he kept, I think, one or two shards on there.
2: Once he killed Cyclops, which wasn't hard because he hit him for seven... <laughs> Through walls. Through walls. Um, he, let's see... Top dial with the shield TA, he has, uh, 16 effective range. There's 24 squares on the map, but if you're starting at the end of a map, and I picked, uh, uh, the negative zone prison, cause that map's good for my team, um, and it was better for his team, <laughs> but, it's just, this guy's not even fair, it, he was like, "Well, if you were able to tie me up by some force of nature, God forbid that si- our Colossus would even be able to get through the fucking eighty-five thousand hindering." Really,
1: that really that's what got me on Hunter's game was once that Iron Man is tied up, though he does have problems, it's, especially on half. I
2: must say, only only. Ah, uh, never mind, I like Harry. I don't like Austin. Well, <laughs> I was like, good thing you didn't submit this team, Harry. Otherwise, Austin would have picked it immediately. Totally would have. <laughs> no, I really wanted to play a team of Tony and Gamora
1: since now that they've banged in the comics, they're legal for Valentine's Day. So, um,
0: the winner was, uh, the best build was my guy. Oh, okay, just go oh ahead my and My guy. Uh, CB Hawk. So I'll be contact. I think he was from Gmail. Yeah, I do. So I contact you and figure out what kind of chips you want. And that kind of leads us into our main topic. Let's do main topic first. Talking about maps, and we just mentioned a couple of them that are on here. So a lot of people have been requesting information on what are some good maps to pick up, what are some good maps that are great for specific strategies, and I also put some on here that are good anti-certain strategies, anyway, and we'll get into that. Mm. So I, I kind of tried to narrow it down to 10 and try to keep them mostly modern age so that they're legal for competitive play right now. And also, I know this is a topic where you kind of want to see what we're talking about, so I'm going to link images to each of these maps on, in the podcast description. If you open it up on Podbean or Reddit or HC Realms, if you find our threads or whatever there... You'll see links to each of these. You'll see the URLs for them. The yeah. only one I couldn't get a really good one for was Port of Miami from the Iron Man 3 starter set. I can't, nobody has posted a good Spoilers. image. Spoilers, because no one bought the Iron Man 3 starter anyway. set. <laughs> um, it had
1: some great figures
0: in it. It had some okay figures in it.
1: <laughs> it had some <laughs> great it figures had, in it. It had some. Half okay of them figures were garbage, but the other half were pretty good.
0: <laughs> the number one map you should absolutely have is the fear itself pacific ocean map
2: oh my gosh
0: because the the anti's benefits of this map are ridiculous first of all it's good pros the obvious one fucking water teams okay <laughs> the whole map <laughs> is I don't care about nothing the whole map is water it has some hindering and it has a decent amount of elevated and even though you deactivate the um, orange rules during tournament play that actually makes it even tougher for people who have trouble with this map to deal with the map cuz the orange rules kind of help yeah, you yeah they the actually kind of help you so <clears throat> what, what it's good for water teams but like i said the main thing that this m- is awesome about this map is its anti qualities first of all objects can't be placed on this map because yeah, there yeah. is no clear square of terrain on the entire it's map it's all water it's terrain. all uh, hindering or or yeah, or water. So opponents can't place objects. So if they're playing absorbing man, pick this map. Where they gonna do? Where they gonna absorb? Nothing. Um, if they're playing a heavy super strength team, you know, pick this map. If they're playing a barrier team, pick this map. There's no clear square. Yeah, they can't barrier. place barrier.
1: Smoke cloud too, right? The only
0: uh, smoke cloud can go on anything except oh. um, blocking, um, or relics. They can't place an ob- object on the map. So, those are three, especially barrier, especially barrier. Oh, barrier Having a map that, that absolutely nerfs a barrier team. Like, if if my opponent and I roll off, and I see he has Phantom X and a couple <laughs> Jinxes, <laughs> you know what, I'm pulling out this map. Yep. Even if all my dudes are grounded, yep. Who I'm cares? still pulling out this map because I just effed over his entire strategy of what yep. he's going to do.
1: I can think of every time I've played Justice League team base at, like, 500 points, and they play it at, like, 300 with a bunch of barrier figures. You've done, you did that to me. I really wish I had this map then, because it would have completely changed it.
0: So, this is definitely a must-own, in my opinion, these days. Um, Bridge from Web of Spider-Man is one we talk, that map. we talk about quite a bit. I think everyone should own this map, especially if you're going to be playing range teams. Because it gives you just this a is straight a, shot, especially for also energy explosion. Yeah, this is teams. stupid.
2: For I would like to point out that Austin just said he hates the bridge, when in fact all he ever plays is range teams. I've just been I've played that's that's so many play times. I'm just saying I've the hypocrisy so many is times. thick. <laughs> Um,
0: it like
1: it, <laughs> you <laughs> technically start two squares forward. Both teams start two squares forward. Most people will choose to go the full starting areas. Correct.
0: Which does give you a, a even if they don't, you're a, you're at least getting two closer by scooting too yep. closer.
1: Um, the reason I personally hate the bridge is because I've been I've played on it quite a few times.
0: It provides really good cover for stealth teams. Yep, that's well, that was my next point. It, yeah. it range teams, particularly range stealth teams or range flyers. Because the problem, the thing about this map is the fact that it's all uh, water on the sides, most of the time nobody will ever go out there, especially if they're grounded, because they'll get stuck. So it's basically a kill zone. The entire middle of the map is a giant kill zone. And if you have energy explosion, particularly, like I said, you're going to get off some energy explosion damage on this map because they're going to be clumped together.
2: Funny story about this map. I oh, remember that team, the Justice League team I played the other week that I didn't get to talk about? <laughs> the
0: Martian Manhunter team?
2: No, that was... That was me. That was awesome. Uh, Mine was the uh, the Tab App Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Oh, and yeah, man,
0: yeah. And, uh... Yeah.
2: Uh, I used... Someone picked this map, and I flew Aquaman and Wonder... Uh, Aqu- Wonder Woman and Aquaman out on the terrain, and I just kept hypersonicing back and forth. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, I can deal with this. The other thing is,
1: like, this is a really good map for characters that have Force Blast, because uh, if they had... Now that Force Blast triggers on attacks, you could range blast someone, knock them into the water, and it's really hard for their melee characters to get back on the map after that. They have to waste, like, a full turn to do it.
0: Another good thing about this map is, um, if you're playing a book team, you can go to the side yeah. um, of your starting area, five squares on the other side of each elevated... And then drop hammers from there while still being maximum squares away from your opponent as possible. So you can end it making it hard to draw a line of fire back to you mm-hmm. if you're back in the corner. So uh, hammer teams on this map are, are really good. It's anti-close combat, of course, since you're getting to take lots of shots at them while they move up on you. You will have to deal with some hindering bonuses, but still, the fact that you have a giant kill zone not if you're while zero they're zero going... One, yeah, it also- it's also very good against hand and Legion of Assassins um, teams because there's not really hardly any blocking bes- yeah. and or any walls or anything besides the very back corners Unless of the they're going to stay at the
1: back. <laughs> I, uh, I actually do. This is a map I do need to personally use more offensively. Um, I've just played against more people that have picked it against me, because it does. That's as you said, it does screw over some melee teams as they're moving up. Um, I just haven't
2: had a chance to play it as a range team.
0: Drew, did you need to say anything? Um, uh,
2: I was playing Batman and Green Arrow on this map, and by the way, that's completely unfair. But
0: yeah, go ahead. Um, third map that I think. People should own, particularly if you're a big fan of Kryptonian teams, is the mental plane Oh my gosh, this man. From Infinity Gauntlet. This is the one that looks like a giant chessboard. Um, the reason it's good for Kryptonian is because it's all the same, um, a couple reasons. One, it's all the same elevation, so your Kryptonian ATA is going to be in effect the whole time as long as you stay away from um, hindering or Walls, which it is kind of hard to do. But for the most part, when I play this map, and I always play Kryptonians on this map, you almost always can pull it off. And the other thing I really like about this map for Kryptonians or for Superman in general is taking full advantage of Hypersonic. Because there's lots of... First of all, you're a flyer. This is actually outdoors, even though it's uh, even though it looks like it would be indoors.
2: It's outdoors yeah.
0: And then um, you can fly over all of these squares of blocking or even around if you need to. You can fly around, hit people or shoot people, and then go back to hiding very easily.
1: It's one of those maps that if you really abuse the if you really abuse the point of knocking your opponents off their move attack, it, it's a really effective map for that kind of strategy. You just start popping opponents, get them off their charge, and you could basically just keep going around corners, smacking them, running back with no problems.
0: This is also one of the better um, hand lean League of Assassin uh, maps too. For, for the
1: opposite reason that it's good for.
0: <laughs> for the, for the no, for the fact that there's tons of blocking to stay next to. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, while you're moving up, there's always somewhere that you can stay. There's almost always a square that you can move into that's going to be adjacent to blocking. There's lots of blocking on this map. Um, And it's good against range-heavy teams. There's plenty of places to hide to block Line of Fire. I personally have played, a couple weeks ago, played a Kryptonian team that was mostly either hypersonic or um, melee-based, and played against three range-heavy teams. And besides Omen, who doesn't give a shit about anything, nah. I was very successful at blocking lines of fire and oh, slowly moving in on my opponent. And it's just, it really sucks to be a range team on this map. This
1: would map. be a good map for 001 Iron Man.
0: Oh, yeah. It's not I'm a up. good fucking <laughs> map um, I Fourth map I think people should have with them is the Garden from... Um, um, Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity yeah. Gauntlet. Is, yeah. This is it will be phased out, but for the the time being it's one of the better stealth maps tone. Um lots of um hindering. And it's pretty flat. It's all it's all outdoors, but it's all the same elevation. And there's
1: only two single squares of blocking on the whole map, which is really great.
0: Batman
2: family's best friend.
0: Yeah, this is really good for stealth teams, oh, Superman ally teams because you get to ignore the hindering while your opponents have to give it to you when they shoot you yeah. or deal with it, and also outsiders teams and, for the same reason, that you can use the hindering to your benefit defensively and then you can outsiders them to not have to worry about the hindering. And
1: TKO teams.
0: And TK teams, yeah, that's a good one too I forgot to, to mention. It's anti. It's a great TK. Dude. It's again, it's anti-hand and league assassin yeah, abilities there's, because there's no blocking on the. There's like two squares of blocking, and they're in the very back corners, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I've played this map pretty extensively, and I love it.
0: Um, next one is the one that Drew played today, the uh, Chaos War Negative Zone Prison, and especially if your venue lets you use the um, the special rules, this is this map is particularly good for barrier teams because. Of these, because of the special rules and even without the special rules it's a pretty good barrier uh, map uh, the special rules allow the walls in the starting area to not be destroyed so if you have a, a figure like a Phantom X or a Iron Pharaoh or something like that that can or a Professor X that can stay and draw lines of fire through other people this, is, this map's your best friend
1: this will be a good Danger Sentinels map
0: because it's only forward wide across the front you can have one barrier sitting back one barrier figure he throws out one single barrier and now you're completely locked in because again these walls cannot be destroyed so it's harder for people to come in it's harder for them to blow up multiple things to get into you yep. it's hard they can't take curse hammer and drill right through the side to get to your team they can't destroy the the terrain and even if you they can even if you're not playing on the orange squares there's still tons of areas where a couple blocking terrains mark off big lines of fire angles and stuff so it's really good for barrier teams and it's um, anti-range teams for the most part there's plenty of places where you can hide or kind of just sit behind that blocks line of fire this is a
2: great hand map
0: Especially if you have oh, yeah. like sidestep or something like that, where you can just shoot. Oh my god! Then sidestep over behind Paint the
2: wall with the Phoenix Force and sidestep shooting. <laughs> Drew,
1: Drew played Absorbing Man on this map against me with the Barrier team, and it took me. I had to eat through so many barriers just to get to my to eat through walls. I was playing that duo Iron Man War Machine. Uh, it was just annoying trying to get just get to his pieces, nonetheless, actually hit him.
0: Um, Krakoa, is a map that everybody knows and. Mostly
2: loves
0: Krakoa. is <laughs> Krakoa. really cool whether you play with the um, rules or not, but especially if you play with the rules, of course. is great for stealth teams, particularly ones that have dampeners that don't have to worry about the damage part of the roll. But it's got crap tons of, hin- of hindering terrain, so if you're playing stealth or, again, playing Superman, Ally, or Outsiders or something where you can take advantage of Um, hindering on line of fire and not have to worry about it you know offensively this is a great map and then it sucks to be a swarm team on this map for the sake of I
1: played zombies on this team on this map once and it ended the game so fast
0: um it sucks to be a swarm team because of the possibilities of the roles that cause you know lots of people damage And it sucks to be a stealth team if you don't have dampeners because you can't hide in that hindering without the risk of getting busted on the rolls. This map
1: is great against Chaos War Hawkeye. That's what people used to run it specifically for. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love it. I love using it against opponents to shut down their strategies.
0: Um, Next is a map I mentioned earlier. Um, Wondagore Mountain from AVX, uh, month one. This map has tons of elevations it has... Um, it starts... let see. I guess it only goes up to three, but it's the fact that it changes elevations quite a bit.
1: It's got nice blocking up at the I gonna top. I was going to say. And
0: then at the top, there's lots of blocking. This is AVX Spider-Man's best friend, for one. This, is, this would be a great map for hypersonic flyers like Superman teams. So that's another one that I want to mention is either flyers or ignoring elevated characters on movement have field days on this map because if you are all grounded... It takes an eternity to crawl... Because I had to do it myself the first month of AVX. If you only have, like, one flyer or less... Getting to the where the action is in the middle of the map takes forever to walk towards the stairs and around like it just takes forever forever. Uh and by then they get the high ground and they get to shoot down on you while you're coming up this
1: is yeah well i was going to say this is another book of skulls map that's really good because of the fact that you can get up on you can you have a lot of good spots to hide um to wait and drop your hammers and then uh, for example Skurn's hammer has a field day with this map because you just ignore elevated with that hammer you're just running up and down and smacking people that one minute ago couldn't get anywhere near you.
2: Month one, I played this map. Uh, month one AVX, I played this map with that magic who can use those teleportation discs. Yep. And You got you get your team up there. You got your flyers moving up there easily. And if they're playing... I've noticed the Avengers, like, some of them don't have a lot of good movement. So he was just constantly moving around the side. And I was just, like, picking him off with Emma and... Uh, Cyclops.
0: So, good for Flyers, good for ignoring Elevated. Bad to be a Swarm team on this map, Definitely. or to have a lack of the carry ability in general on this map. And um, it's also a good Force Blast map. Yes. Because oh, yeah. you're going to be knocking people in either into walls on the top or off of Elevated at multiple points uh, I, in the map.
2: This this map made me love to appreciate Cyclops and his amazing Force Blast.
1: You know what? There's, I'm starting to think that, you know, we kind of ragged on that Iron Man from AVX because he, he's okay but he has the, all his damage is knockback. I'm beginning to think that maybe he would be really good on a lot of the AVX maps we've seen. Like, both sides of both month 2 and month 1's maps have had great opportunities for knockback play. So I think having a map like this where you knock someone off three squares, or, or three height, the elevated, or into, like, 50 things of blocking is really good.
0: Um, next one we want to mention is one we mention all the time. Um, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Realm of Death. Very good, uh, probably the best hand or line of League of Assassins um, map. There's pretty much no square on Palmer, the damn thing. I think thing. you mean the
1: best map ever.
0: Yeah. Um, great book map. You can go out, like like the bridge, you can go out horizontally from your starting zone, be far enough to drop hammers, and still have walls that are blocking lines on of fire. Side. Uh, really on both sides. There's a wall right there, too.
1: Even no, no, on the other side of the map, it's a completely different setup. You can't run sideways. Yeah, though. but
0: you still got a gigantic can, wall there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you still have lots of cover. You can run into here and then drop right there. And, and that's the, the other thing guard. I like about this
1: map, too, is a lot of... As much as I like my symmetry on maps, this is one of those maps where picking your starting position right actually is really important, like giving your opponent the choice is not, is not good for you because this they is, can pick yeah. one that kind of slows you down a lot.
2: Usually, you know, map side choice is kind of like... Oh, well. It's been kind of nullified in recent. Yes, but this map, it actually does matter a ton. Um,
1: I, I love this map for a lot of different teams. And it's one of those maps that as you play it and you really get to know its little like ins and outs, um, you can really play off of it really well with uh, even range teams. Like, I play range teams on this map all the time to good effect. Um, you just set up the corridors as kill boxes and stuff like that.
2: I haven't got to play them yet, but I, I think AVX Cyclops oh, yeah. would... I just... I love that piece now. I don't know what it
1: is, but... Yeah, honestly, that's a piece I would like to play on this map, too. Any Anything that ignores blocking. Um, Kurth is a monster on this map. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. I've played Kurth on this map. I know that a lot of other people have, too. You just grab your opponent, you run him through three walls... All of a sudden, they can't reach you wherever you dragged him to, and he's in a kill zone in the back, and he just took three extra damage. I mean, like, there's just so much fun stuff with this map. I really like these heavy blocking maps.
0: So, great for hand League of Assassins, book, or close combat teams. Horrible for range teams.
2: I wouldn't say horrible. Depends what you're playing. It's pretty much
0: horrible, because... Uh, unless you have Cyclops or Iron Man that can shoot through blocking, which oh, can man? I say again is a stupid—it's the design, game design. You take ranged-based teams, which are already way better than melee teams, and then you give them give them the ability to get around the one thing that close combat has that it yeah. can do to combat it, and that's pick pick maps that help it stay protected, like. I just don't understand their thinking on that. And I talked about it when we first spoiled Iron Man. I think it's a stupid idea.
1: Having played that Iron Man today, I will say the one thing is, though, that against close combat teams, it's retarded. Against other range teams, the sucky thing is, though, you you open up that avenue to be shot right back, and usually with range combat. You're still
0: activation. getting the alpha strike, yeah, though. Yeah, you're yeah.
2: still getting yeah. the alpha strike.
0: Um, I think it does suck for ranged team, because there's only one spot on each side that's really kind of a quote unquote kills zone, but that's the smallest kills and you can go. One, two, three, four, five, six. What doesn't have a six square movement yeah. that can get around the corner to to get around being shot from far away. Um next one. Port of Miami. And I, I couldn't get a big picture about this. This is one that I don't know that I've ever seen anybody play. I've but been- this is one that I always keep with me because it's Per, has particular things about it that can is be. It the, one
1: with the shipping crates. Yes. Oh yeah, that's it, I've played it. Once. Yeah. The
0: elevation changes all the time. There's like each of these little squares is a is a level of elevation. What's awesome about that is flying teams, particularly hypersonic teams, hypersonic flyers like Superman pieces will wreck on this map, and that's because there is a million and one places for them to hide once they hit you and run. There's. There's tons of little 2 by 2 squares of elevated. So you can rush over, punch or shoot, rush back to the back corner of the elevated, and now you can't be shot unless they get all the way around and shoot you from the back side. Or their smoky foot cap or something. Yeah, I'd love to play Hawkman on this,
2: map. Oh, yeah. So
0: hypersonic speeds, flyers, and melee-based teams... Even Iron Man would have, tr- and Cyclops would have trouble hitting you on this map because they can't ignore yeah, Elevated. So ignore you can hide right, yeah. behind the Elevated t- patches to move in, and then when it's time, you can get your charge in without the risk of being shot the whole time. Um, so, good for Hypersonics, good for Flyers, good for Melee, bad for Range-based teams, and bad for Boot Symbol teams to have to deal with going up and down Elevations 24-7. And then the very last one, one that everybody knows, is Shadowland.
1: Oh god, I've played this map so much. And
0: that's for its special rules of, uh, what's the maximum range on it, six?
1: Five, I think. Five? It might, it's either five or six.
0: Um, on Shadowland, if you're a melee team, you have a pretty safe avenue of getting up there on the sides. The, the entire, I guess we'll say, rim of the map all the way around is elevated. And you can either take your melee guys up there to stay out of the wide open space at the bottom, or even if you are in the wide open space, your range on your opponents, well, and your pieces, are limited. So you can't at least not get shot from 10 squares away or 12 squares away like some shield teams can do. <laughs> I know that. You know that, feeling.
2: I know that,
1: feeling. <laughs> yeah, I've played on that map quite a few times. I've, ha- I've actually had it picked as the silver bullet to my range teams quite a few times um it really does put a damper on things for a lot of teams um i have a question though about the five range or the six range or whatever Mm -hmm. does that apply to character cannot target a character yeah that applies to tk
0: it's targeting yeah you or square so you can't tk out more than six squares either
1: um that's that's huge like i mean like i've been screwed over by this map a few times um it, it really does put a damper on some strategies this is a map i would suggest for a lot of people's arsenals.
0: This is good against stealth teams, I thought, because there's not a whole lot of hindering Definitely. for and it's them not to hide positions. from. Um, it's good against high-range teams. If your opponent does have a big shield team, um, like the one you played against last round, like this would have been a perfect yeah. match. Oh, you have a 12 range that shoots through all this stuff? Good, I'm going to pick Shadowland, and you're only going to be able to shoot 6, just like I do. You and know? then
1: that's all wasted points on your figures for yeah. that extra range.
0: So, it, it, like I said, if you look at this map, there's only a total 10 squares of hindering.
1: Hey, Hunter. Go to the wording on Shadowland real quick. A character cannot target a character, object or square more than 6 squares away. Does that mean that um what's his name, Phantom X wouldn't work?
0: Um he draws a line of fire as if he possesses her square though. I think Oh, as, as if long he's as, in her square? Yeah. Okay. As no, long okay, as she different. is as long as she's 6 or less, he would. Does be the fine. Matter
2: Rearranger have a uh the Meta Rearranger um
1: is is based on your system. It's targeting
0: squares. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, yeah, would, it would it would be, be subject to it as well. But Every, if there, everything is subject to
1: If there's to it. a character that draws line of fire through someone else, like I think danger would be subject to this. As
0: long as it say they draw line of fire through, then they would be fine. Oh, they could they okay. could still you know what I mean? Yeah, I
1: was just wondering. Um
0: I, I believe, but I mean I we can look into it if you remind me well, later. Yeah, that's I fine. That. That's
1: something I would like to know. <clears throat>
0: but anyways, so that's a great map to have in your toolbox for. A lot of these I gave you are anti-specific things and I feel like these 10 maps you can keep them with you and no matter what if you if you're building a team where you kind of don't have a super preference on map, bring these 10 maps with you and play play the negative side. And when your opponent throws out a team and you roll for map and you win, okay what do, what do they have they have a super heavy range team let's go realm of death
1: honestly that's a good chunk of why I play realm of death is because it does realm of death in general shuts down a lot of strategies
0: are they um, playing barrier team let's go Pacific Ocean um, are they playing a shield giant freaking cannon you know let's enhance and buff like that war machine prime team I played the other day let's go I'm gonna take you to the Shadowland where you can only target me six squares away so play anti maps so again i will have links to all those on the podcast descriptions if you guys want to see them and and kind of see what we're talking about for the most part they're all pretty easy maps to obtain um the they're all either from op kits or from um events and most of them none of them will run you over 10 bucks most of them only be about five bucks probably what's up i've got
1: two honorable mentions though they're older maps, but they're good ones. Moose um, from the Hammer of Thor Fast Forces. It's a no-hindering map. Um, it's entirely a mixture of lava and normal terrain, and then it's got elevated in the center a little bit. Um, the map is great anti-stealth team. The way the lava works is if you're standing at the end of anyone's turn, you take one unavoidable. So if you force blast someone in there, you could potentially get two unavoidable by the time they could move, really. Um, and if they have tokens or whatever, you're stacking up up to three. Um, the other map, of course, is Bizarro World, which we've talked about a little bit before, because you've played it against me at Gen Con. And, uh, it, it's a monstrous map with that many changes in elevation. There's a lot of good spots. That would be another map that would kind of wreck on the destroying, blocking
0: things. It'd be good for, um, hypersonic flyers too. Because, again, you could rush in, hit, and then go hide back on a, sp- a specific square of elevated. That's, like, impossible to draw a line of fire, too. Yeah.
1: And the Hammer of Thorfest forces map, the Moosbelheim, um, it's Jotunheim on the other side. Which Jotunheim is kind of I've called Wanda Gore the Jotunheim 2.0. Jotunheim I think has four levels of elevated though. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you, you can sometimes find a Hammer Thor fast forces. I've seen them in a few places now um, that I've been. We to. were giving them away for free a yeah, couple weeks. Um, they're they're I don't want to say they're common by any means, but you can probably pick one up pretty cheap. Um, and that both those maps are really good maps to have on you a super elevated and a no hindering map. I mean that's just a great two in one.
0: Moving on to community, um, we will have a special, quote-unquote, special video coming out pretty soon of that we're actually going to record as soon as we're done with this podcast real quick. Wait, we are? And that's the olive video. Of oh, yay! I have to pay the piper, and I have to eat olives in my losing bet to Austin, or to Aaron, Austin's brother, Aaron. And it's going to be Beautiful. And by beautiful, I mean this is going to be terrible. It's definitely going to be disgusting. The only question is, will I or will I not throw up? That's the only question.
1: I'm going to record it on my phone too, for good
0: measure. Um, dial design number one. Now, every week, the three weeks we already have the three weeks planned out for this month. This month, no figure is going to be a kind of standard symbol figure. Each week is going to be a special. Is going to be something a little bit different than your standard HeroClix figure. And the first assignment goes along with the week of Valentine's Day, which will be the week that you'll be designing it. We want a duo figure, and each character on the duo needs to be a romantic couple from comics. Marvel or DC only, please. And somebody within with a kind of, I don't want to say, like, basically no, basically a known relationship, like... Not oh, Superman kissed like <laughs> not like what I did to poor
1: Ricky, where Tony Stark in alternate dimension was a woman and he slept with Cap. So therefore, I'm going to make a duo
2: of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not oh, Emma Frost kip, kissed Cap on the cheek one time. I'm going to make a Cap. Way
2: that totally means they banged. <laughs>
0: like I, it needs to be an established relationship in comics. So that's the assignment for week one. Those will be due by next Saturday, the 15th, February 15th. And um, to best build, we already talked about. Congratulations to our winner, CB... What was this? I sea biscuit. It. CB Hawk. Oh. <laughs> Which kind of made me think of Seahawks. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Um, CB Hawk, so we'll be emailing you Stupid C- to C- see what you want. Yeah, I know. I hate the Seahawks, too. Yeah, I don't, do yeah, don't hate them. Uh, <laughs> uh, to do... YouTube, I have a, another rules explanation video up there for Scarlet Witch. I'll also this week be getting the best build matches up on there so you guys can see your teams in action. And um, if anybody's bored and wants to see some, you know, some hero clicks matches take place on YouTube, I'll if throw you want to see there. Drew get demolished, did
2: you record our last match?
0: <laughs> mean yours? Yeah. No, that's when Drew was playing. Uh, okay, it was back there on the camera. That. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm oh,
2: wondering. so every
1: match that you played, we recorded this week.
0: No. No. Wait, the second to... one was mine. I didn't have time to set up for the first one. Oh, uh, okay. Second match was mine, and um, Jake's third one was Harry and Drew. Okay. In which Harry
1: demolished. Good, because no you not record me complaining our entire match.
0: No, although I should have. <laughs> Um, I complain, and, and this was a test run. Hopefully, it turns out good. This is the first time we've recorded matches, so well, the sound. Titles for Drew's sh- The only breath. problem is going to be sound. I actually quality. didn't
2: mumble. I totally acted like there were people there, but um, <laughs> be sure Hunter, to watch towards the end of the video where me and Harry just start shooting the
0: shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We got the bet. Like I said, we got the bet video coming up. Uh, some other bets that we have right now.
1: Howard the Duck. Austin and
0: I have a five dollar bet that there will be a Howard the Duck figure in the Deadpool set. And it's looking better for me because
1: Colleen Knight and Misty Wing, or Colleen Wing and Misty Knight, were just confirmed. That's
0: true. I'm not worried yet. I still think you should be, buddy. Still think I'm going to win. I say no. Austin says yes. Um, another bet we have is the rumors. I have a five dollar bet with Phil. I think that Black Lantern Anti-Monitor will be a con-exclusive. I definitely think it will. He says no, so we'll keep posted on that. I would have bet against you, but I already
1: have a bet on Howard, and I don't want
0: to keep throwing money. You guys can comment, let us know what you think about these bets, who you think is going to come out on top. Um, And then, uh, a lot of you guys have been requesting a Phoenix Force video for the Rules Explanation series. Oh dear God! As soon as I get time to really sit down and play with, first of all, play with it, because I haven't got to play it yet and we get a sh- another shard or two, and I get time to really sit down and think of every little question I can think of with this thing, then I will do it. So it is coming, but it's not going to be coming anytime super soon. I, I really want to make sure I completely master it before I make the video on it to ha- and risk having something wrong. Um, other than that, we had a question on our Gmail account from a couple weeks back, but we've been busy, so we had not got to answer it. It's from Eric Stivitz. Hey guys, just wondering if you thought that the Silver Centurion's Torpedo might be the quote-unquote silver bullet to Marvel 10th Iron Man. I don't know how he could use his special when you can't assign a relic or resource to a terrain marker. Just curious. Thanks, Eric. Uh,
1: But they ruled that he's the one making the attack, so...
0: Correct. Um, I think a couple things. You don't really need a silver bullet to Iron Man anyways to to the silver bullet, which is M10 Iron Man. You don't really need a silver bullet to him because we've talked about on the podcast. There are ways to take him down even if you are running a resource. First of all, the obvious one is don't run a resource because without his trait being effective, he goes down super quick.
1: And that's the reason I personally don't play him often is because the last few times I've played him, I've done great against resource teams. It, it's not a straight shoe-in by any means, and then the final like the final match or something, I'll go up against someone who didn't play a resource, and they will destroy me. Because he is that specialized, that focused, and he is a short dial. Very I mean, strange. you really need to, for his point value, it's hard to play him at 225 in a lot of games. I'm usually running about 150, and at 150, he's like maybe 125. Twos, or 125. He's like maybe two useful clicks before he just dips
0: off. He has one click of move and attack on one twenty five. Yeah. That's the problem, and, and then, then he force goes forced after
1: that. and it, that's just how he is. Like he he is good against resources, but
0: you really need to take full advantage of his point value. And if you watch the M ten Iron Man um, rules explanation video I did, I talk about ways at the end to take him down, and what you know, what are your best ways to do so. With some swarming, or with Outwit, or with incap, Some sort of horde of zombies. With incap, you can take him down already. Um, as far as whether the Silver Centurion Torpedo would be a silver bullet, you're going to need to wait and see what happens officially with the final errata and everything to Silver Centurion, because at the moment, it's kind of up in the air as to whether that would trigger Iron Man's trade whether or not. Whether that was
1: intended or not.
0: Um, we had another question on our Facebook account. Let me pull that up. Chris Um, He's wondering if we would give him a few tips on tactics and team building around Old Man Logan
1: Oh man Thanks
0: for doing a great podcast I'm a newer player, your piece of recommendations are invaluable So let's open up Old Man Logan and talk about him just for a minute
1: Um, I really could sum my entire advice up in one word and that is Mjolnir
0: Well, here's what you're going to want to do and let's talk about Old Man Logan real quick and his relic trait Twice per game, give him a free action to remove any relics assigned to him and place a relic of equal or lower point value from outside the game onto his card. So what you want to do is you want to pay for a fig a relic that is, number one, a decent chunk of points, and number two, easy to pick up. Yep. Um, the rings also honestly provided him... A, a decent amount of options um, most of those are 50-50 and a lot of them are 8 points let's pull them up here
1: I'm trying to find there's an old object that's really easy to pick up but not that great what am I thinking of?
2: It's definitely not the global ultimate knowledge yeah. I actually had it open right <laughs> when you said that too global <laughs> ultimate knowledge is it's the worst probably
0: relic. <laughs> the worst relic that has ever been created
2: you're a terrible person. Whoever Let's see
0: what the fra- The fragments are 5-6s. The rings are 50-50, and they're 8 points. The... Crystal is 50-50, 8 points. The hammers are, of course, harder to pick up. Um, I still think that the rings are probably your best modern age way to go. Actually, they're going to be your best modern age way to go. With the rings... Uh, If you're going for a point value, go with Cosmic Cube because it's 12 points and then a 4 to 6 to pick up. And it's still modern age at the moment. Um, That way, no matter what you drop down to at 12 points, that's pretty much the most expensive relic there is. So whichever one you want to switch in, the 12 points is going to have you covered on that. Um, Any other... I I
1: thought there was one we were talking about. I can't find
0: it. I don't think there's one that's going to be as easy as a pickup as the... Well, the, but that's not... Uh, okay,
1: for Silver Age. Yeah. It's a 3 to 6, and it costs 15 points.
0: Okay, so if you're playing Silver Age, Palantir's the way to go.
1: 3 to 6 to pick up a Mjolnir is a little ridiculous.
0: 3 to 6 for 50... No, you don't even have to pick it. Oh, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, you pick yeah. this up, and you try for Mjolnir. I, I get you now. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, there. That's what I was looking for. Batterings. So, in modern age, use Batterings. You got a 50-50 chance to pick up a 10-point object. In Silver Age, use the Palantir. You have a 66% chance to pick up a, what was it, 15? 15 point. Obvious. 15 point. From there, bring anything you want with you that's Mjolnir. the same or less points and harder to pick up. So you take the 66% chance of picking up the Palantir, and then you... Um, they had
1: to have set that up on purpose. Then you take Mjolnir. I'm sitting here looking at this thing going,
0: there's no way this is a 15 point relic. And then you take Mjolnir, and you give it to Wolverine with Wolverine's free action. And that will give him plus two attack and damage. And quake. <laughs> quake, energy explosion, and flight ability. Um, or docock Arms. Or any of the hammers that you particularly need at the time. Um, especially um, Anger's Hammer because Wolverine, uh, Old Man Logan, heals from his trade already. Yeah. So if you give him Steel Energy, it's keeping him alive quite a bit. He could benefit from Knoll's Hammer for the willpower. He
1: could benefit from Batman. Cal- he could
0: benefit from several of the rings like Blacklight, to stealth himself and to give negative attack for people kind of like. I, I would just say what's gonna be most important is getting those two starting relics. Get the Palantir and the Batarangs, which Batterings will be easy to get your hands on. Yep. And then from there, look at the different relics and then decide, you know, what where you want to go from there. Mjolnir's a good good option though.
1: You know what honestly would be a pretty good relic on him? I like the Iron Man briefcase if you can drop into it.
0: Yeah, but it's a 5-6, right?
1: Yeah. I'm saying if you could drop into it from something else because it's 12 points. But giving Invul his whole dial would be nice Well,
0: he him. already has Good damage, so he has Invincible and then improv Oh, I didn't this. notice he had
1: Improv. Okay, never mind scratch that.
0: Um, and then lastly, let's talk about comics. We're going to talk about Inhumanity. And Inhumanity is on... It just had issue 2. And this is the follow-up to Infinity...
1: It's a mini-event.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a full-fledged event like Infinity, but it's kind of a main storyline that's going on in Marvel right now. There are a few side books, none of them worth reading, so don't waste your time. Yeah. Inhumanity is worth reading, though, in my opinion, and we'll get into and it. And it
1: leads into the upcoming Inhuman.
0: Written by F- Matt Fraction, we've talked about it multiple times.
2: Great writer.
0: Right, uh... Writes Hawkeye and Sex Criminals right now. Two of our our favorite books this past year, or at least my favorite books. I love um, Hawkeye. Invincible Iron Man also is the best Iron Man there's ever been. We talked yep. about it before. Rah. And he uh, was responsible for that. And then art wise, issue one is from Olivier Coipel, who did House of M, Siege, and AVX. Oh my,
1: really AVX?
0: And some of the AVX, not all of it.
1: Okay, it I mean, had say, a lot because... of different artists. And I then... know AVX's art was. Terrible to me. Like over overall, I would say I really didn't. It's like Rob
0: Liefeld drew it all, and then issue two I was, was not. issue. Yeah, yes.
2: Anyway, <laughs>
0: issue we'll we'll two art was done by Nick Bradshaw, who's a cover artist and who does the art for Wolverine and the X Men.
1: I really love the artwork on issue one a lot. Artwork on issue two was still good, but issue one's was pretty breathtaking at times. And like, there were some scenes in there that they did really well. Lots of good detail and stuff.
0: I really like the book. The book so far because. I think this will introduce a lot of people, a lot of my friends, particularly even you guys, Hi. to Inhumans no and story. realize why I love Inhumans so much in Marvel Cosmic, but especially Inhumans. And this is a good kind of um, what's the word? I'm like like starter kit yeah. to learning about Inhumans.
1: Karnak is awesome. Yeah, I've never read anything with him in it, and just like this first issue has him in it. It is pretty in Both of them actually. And he is just so awesome. Like overall, like as Hunter said, like I don't know shit about Inhumans. I know a little bit about about Black Bolt because I read a lot of Illuminati stuff and crap like that. But I don't know squat about Inhumans. And so, like this is a good jumping off point for me following Infinity, where they played a good role in it. Um, I just love. I think the writing's really well done. The characters are very defined. That's another thing you we don't really think about a lot when we read books is sometimes authors have trouble distinguishing character personalities well. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very well done um, with how each character reacts to situations, their thought processes, all that stuff are done really well. Um, and, of course, as I said earlier, the art's been great. I yeah. mean, like, I, I've been introduced to humans only on seeing them once in the art at some point, and I'm like, man, I really want that guy as a clicks
0: figure already. I, uh, another thing about it is the first issue... Like I said, is an intro because it takes you back. It even goes back through the, the. It basically tells the origin story of the Inhumans, yeah, in detail, and it even talks about like people like Randak, who like I've only seen in like one or two Inhuman things in the last ten years of reading Marvel cosmic books. Like it, it goes through the entirety of the Inhumans, talks about where they're from, why this right now is going on. Reveals the fact that the Inhumans, you know, are interbred, which has been a whole secret this whole time, you know, and not just to the characters in the book, but to us. It's the first time this has ever been mentioned, and so it's a really cool time. I feel like it's a it's good because people who've been reading Inhumans, the little bit of stuff there is on Inhumans, enjoy it because it presents new stuff to the table, and then new people who have no idea about Inhumans are it's a great stepping yeah. stone to you know introducing them to him and, and I really like it it's very well done Fraction's amazing of course we all know how good Fraction is it's really well told Karnak could not be written any better in this freaking first issue is great like, oh
1: Medusa is really great in this too um,
0: but yeah Medusa is kind of the focal point in issue 2 and probably will be the focal point in most of the rest of the Um, series because everything's on her shoulders now with Black Bolt gone which of course first of all there's no way Black Bolt's dead there is no way first of all any comic book character if they say they quote unquote died but you never showed them dying they're they're alive especially Black Bolt yeah. Black Bolt's alive, okay? He's going to come He back was in the, the fault. Considering he quote-unquote died
1: once. I was going to say,
0: he was in the fault for years, and we all knew he was alive the whole time, and sure enough, he ended up being I alive. I think Maximus alive. is up
1: to no good again.
0: Well, that's also, goes <laughs> without saying, Maximus is always <laughs> up to no good. I'm sure he's going to be a huge part of this. He's awesome. This event, <laughs> but... um
1: I think Marvel's really pushing in humans to the forefront, partially to support their cinematic universe, too.
0: Absolutely. Um, they uh, can't... For those of you who don't know
1: the fiasco, basically, um, Fox owns the rights to mutants as a word. Marvel cannot say the word mutant. In at, a movie. In a movie at all. So... Marvel can't really do any... They don't have the rights to X-Men in movies. They don't have anything like that. And they need a good substitute. And what this effectively did was a second jumpstart of quote-unquote mutants around the world that are in humans.
0: I call them space mutants.
1: Space mutants works too. Um, I think they did... Basically, that's what they're pulling. (laughs) They are. They're space mutants. I know. They are, but... So, uh, what what we're getting and what they started in humanity is... uh, around the world, all the Terrigen mists have been released, and, like, all these people are awakening powers they didn't know they had because back through their ancestral lines, there were Inhumans and stuff like that. And it's how they react to them, the powers they're given, um, and Medusa's trying to come, to come to heads with the fact she has to lead these people into a new era and, so, and rebuild the whole empire, the Inhuman Empire. So, really, it is Marvel pushing Inhumans to the forefront because now they're everywhere, and everyone's going to have to deal with them in some capacity or another. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like another age of mutants. I told you that should have been our song this week.
0: It's going to be our outro. Oh, okay. we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, I think every Marvel fan, a lot of Marvel fans probably are already reading this book anyway, so we don't really have to tell you to read it. But it, it's worth reading, even if you, if you don't know about Inhumans, it's a great jumping off. And yep. it's, it's a well done book anyways. Yeah. You know, even just as a general comic, it's pretty well done. And I suggest that people do it. One other quick uh, comics thing I wanted to mention. Because Austin and Drew and Phil and I have kind of, and, and Drew some too, have kind of um, talked about the Mighty Avengers and the hidden characters. Oh, did you finally figure out who it was? Sp- no, I already told you. I know who it's going to be.
1: I know. I actually known who it was though.
0: Okay. From day one, I said, it's got to be Blade. First of all, the whole team's black. <laughs> Who's the only other Marvel character? I mean, there's of course, there's some more. But I was like, A, it's got to be Blade because of it's a black character. The way he talks, his dialogue sounds just like old Blade comics. And the fact that he says something about a trench coat in, like, I think it was his second or third issue. Yeah, when he... He when says he something blood. about a trench coat. As soon as he said that, I was like, it's Blade. And the boys are like, it's not Blade. We know who it is. Do you want <laughs> us to tell you? I'm like, no, don't tell me. <laughs> me and I'm Phil. like, but I swear, it's going to be Blade.
1: Me and Philip, it's in here laughing because what happened was Marvel accidentally leaked that it was Blade. What oh, ha- I didn't
0: even know it was for sure Blade.
1: Yeah, we... we okay, here's what happened. Um, so I was right. Yeah, you were right. Fucking oh, new. sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it for you. You just... I'm gonna kill... Stab him in the heart. What? <laughs> um, me and Phil have known for a while because Marvel sent out a thing um, for, like, an artist send out to try to get people interested in doing the art for, uh, for their upcoming comics. And uh, one of the panel sets is... It kind of gives the descriptions and a little bit of an outline. And it's the scene where he's getting dressed into the Spider-Man uniform. And it says in, like, parentheses at the bottom, like, Blade gets ready or whatever to be the whatever hero he named himself in my. I mean, Avengers.
0: That was fucking descriptive as shit.
1: I know. I so, they send this paper out that blatantly says it's Blade in this scene, in this panel. And so everyone's like, well, now we know who it is. And me and Phil have known this for a while. We've been laughing because you were so dead set it was Blade. It had thought, to be Blade. I know. <laughs> it was just fun to see you running around with that idea. I was like, we
0: You what? were so proud of yourself. I was like, it could be Kane. <laughs> for a second, I thought it was um, not... Um, not Kane, but the old, um, uh, what? Ben Riley. Because it says Spider here. I was like, who's the only other Spider person who's not in anything right spider now? Here, yeah, it's like, one. it's got to be like Ben Riley back from the the beyond or something like that i was like yeah it's like it's either that or blade and then it's just like then the trench coat thing i was like it's gotta be blade
1: and i'm happy blades coming back for some stuff they
0: still haven't shown him in the issues yet but two new issues came out which were really good by the way that's a good book people should pick it up
1: that's good because it kind of started out a little slow for me
0: Uh, i like i'm enjoying it quite a bit
1: um it'll be nice especially when the actual reveal happens and he becomes a main character as he usually is i will definitely enjoy it then um, sorry about the spoiler, guys. Was not meaning to do that. That's
0: okay. I think it's it's gonna happen in the comic very soon, and I'm kind of wondering why they've waited this long to. I know to say it to uh, drive up sales because we're Marvel. Woo! Well, you belong to Marvel now. You're spoiled. Marvel's gonna put a, a, a NDA on this podcast because you just spoiled that Blade is. Oh movie. God, not again! <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm
1: sorry, Marvel. I know that I spoiled the fact that Captain America is really
0: a woman once. <laughs> and kiss Tony Stark. And kiss
1: Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> That's gonna do it for us today. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on uh, Twitter and fu- and um, like us on Facebook. We chat with you guys all the time on there, and we like hearing from you guys. And also. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It's been a while since I asked for that. We have gotten a lot of new listeners since that. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a rating. We're not even asking for five star ratings. Give whatever you feel is accurate, We're which not. is five stars. Which is five stars, on. god dang it. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Hunter,
1: the Marvel Lawyers are here. Hurry. Blockade the door. <laughs>
0: If there's a place you gotta go, I'm the one you need to know. I'm the map. I'm the map, I'm the map. If there's a place you gotta get, I can get you there, I bet. I'm the map. This song is fairly accurate for
2: maps and plays.